The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, Exactware, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com and welcome to it. Thank you for downloading or listening to on your device our program. We want to thank all of the sponsors who help pay for this party. Dr. Volt's Comet Connection at 2043 East 3300 South opens seven days a week for you heathens. Holds are free and for your hold you get a 10% discount off purchases over $20. Also open seven days a week and open way late. The Atomic Arcade 3939 Highland Drive Classic Arcade Video and Pinball at Classic Prices. And Cabin Fever Downtown Salt Lake City on 700 East 600 South in the heart of Trolley Square Mall. All the gifts for yourself or the freak meek geek in your life. And remember to let all of our sponsors know who you are. Be sure to tell them Geek Show says hey. And we are not in the basement. No! Where are we? We are in uh, Jimmy Martin's workspace where he does. Obviously, you're wrong because this is the uh, shitty apartment that we're tapping. We're doing a wiretap on the place next door. I was going to say, i.e. a abandoned motel (laughs) on State Street. It's not abandoned. I'm really glad that there's no... Repurposed? Yeah, well, it's funny. Kat and I found this place and then uh, Ed came over. He's like, oh, this used to be a a motel. Yeah. And and it's almost like a light was like shy to probably go oh yeah it probably was that explains <laughs> yeah. the hooker under the yeah, bed I'm just, I'm just curious how many people uh, uh, I, were killed and fucked in this no, room <laughs> I seriously I saw a hooker burning a hobo right in front of this place <laughs> on a Saturday night she was actually in 1994 she was actually <laughs> stuffing his anal cavity full of meth while she burned him <laughs> well no, that's what you do with a hobo no it's uh, it's actually where I record Big Movie Mouth Off now so yes where yeah. sometimes we record oh yeah, Fury Seven. I got. I got to finish that edit. It's a good one. Uh, you mean it's it, not up by now? No, I'm. Well, oh god, yes. By now it should be. I, up. Think, I think it's probably been up since you recorded. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, has it's been, probably it, been turgid the entire time. It's there. It's there. <laughs> All right. uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then what? In a couple of weeks, uh, uh, Lee's going to come on and do Fury Road. Do Fury Road, and then uh, <laughs> I know you wanted Ant Man, Carrie. Ant Man. I'd like to do Ant Man or Age of Ultron because uh, hey, listen carefully over the next uh, little while. Uh, we're going to do a screening of Age of Ultron. What? Well, can I come? The Monday before it opens. What? Can I come? We have some tickets available. Can I come? Well, speaking uh, of that, <laughs> um, by, by the time you hear this, I, I, I haven't really said it uh, to the public yet. No. But by the time you hear this, I will have seen Age of Ultron because I just got back from L.A. doing the Ultron junket. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one fucks with Jimmy Martin. That's right. Except Jimmy uh, Martin. Yeah, they uh, nine people in the country were invited, and uh, and my name showed up on a fucking list. Was one of them Gene Siskel? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I think he's I think he's busy. We'll dig him up. It's actually um, an anagram. No, uh, I got a call from our, our Disney rep, and he's like, it was, it was age of great Tron. It was a great it was a great it was a great uh, email or a phone call because I was sitting you know hanging around the house, and he's like, hey, how's it going? I go, yeah, it's going kicking. He's like, are you sitting down? Mm-hmm. And I go, um, oh, no, not currently. I hate that. And he goes. Goes, you need to sit down for this one. And I was like, okay, I'm sitting down now. What's up? And he's like, 
you're going on the Age of Ultron junket. And I'm not kidding. I couldn't stop smiling for about three hours and just laughing. <laughs> right. And it, this is how, you know, I love my wife and she and she's not as much of a geek as I am. And she's got her Doctor Who fandom and stuff like that. But uh, she, she came out of the kitchen and she was like going to the gym or something. I go, Kat, I'm going on the Age of Ultron junket. And she goes, that's nice. I'll be back in a little bit. Hmm. <laughs> just true. I was like, fuck. Who else can I tell? That's that's why uh, you should let me. And that's why you house. called every friend. You- <laughs> I called every every friend. I you know most of you guys have known for a while. But, yeah. Um. I called every friend, and every response has been, "That's fucking awesome," and "Fuck you." <laughs> I did I, not say that. I, I never said, said "fuck you." I didn't say "fuck you." I said, "Jimmy, hold on. I'm in the line at Costco. I got to finish buying these 17 bags of chips. I'll call you back, <laughs> and then I'll kill you when I put them down." <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So you're gonna hear, um, God, who I'm trying to think who I interviewed. It's going to be Robert Downey Jr. didn't do any of the interviews. I guess he's just doing a couple of national. That's fine. Yeah, he doesn't he's have fucking, to. He's, he's Robert Downey Jr. And as we record this, it's his birthday. Today. It is his 50th birthday. Yeah, mm-hmm. birthday. That motherfucker lived to be 50. That means <laughs> I'm going to live maybe to be 50. Maybe to be you 50. Know, I, I'm sure that the irony is not lost on him. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so he's not doing it. And uh, But what I'm planning on is uh, Colby Smolders and Jeremy Renner together. That's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Nice. James Spader. Scarlet Witch and... The Quicksilver. The Quicksilver. With, uh, um, with Romanian accents. James Spader and Paul Bettany together. So you got Ultron and fucking Vision right there. So you've got two great voices oh, in the God. room right there. I'm just going to just cover their faces and talk about <laughs> behind the poster board. Yeah, I'm going to close my eyes, guys. I, I'm going to help you here. James Spader is a world-class chef. Is he really? Yes, he is. Oh, man. He's, and he and, well, I'll and never he, forget the he, time he, I had a no, little dinner he made in Marrakesh. And he and Favreau are really good friends. Favreau also being a world-class chef. I, I thank you for that because I love questions. I mean, you can always be like, oh, what was it like on set working with Warburton? Like, I, I don't give a shit, you know, like that. Or I'm not going to try to solve racism with, you know, fucking comedians. But, oh, sorry. What are you talking yeah, about? no, but he's, but, uh, he's, he's but, got a, he's got a couple things. He's, he's a world-class chef. People uh, just rave about I, his cooking. And he also uh, is, um, unapologetic for taking roles that just happen to be for a paycheck sure. or in like in the case of Stargate he was like oh you want me to go shoot in China for six months I've never been to China let's go to Stargate I like Stargate that's <laughs> fine uh, but no I, li- I like that kind of shit and like in a, when I did the Insurgent Junket I asked him uh, like what's that one movie or song that you're embarrassed by I think I figured out the question I want to ask I, I just love this kind of funny questions that kind of get into their mind a little bit and I think for this one I'm going to ask every single one of them what is your go-to and your character's go-to karaoke song ooh what that's but I love you told me you're gonna tell them they're wrong. Well, then I said I'm gonna tell Mark Ruffalo he's wrong that the correct answer is it's it ain't easy being green. <laughs> so no, I'm gonna have a good time with it and uh and we'll have all the full interviews on uh on Geek Show. I hope as of right now it's weird. They oh oh shit, I'm sorry. The one person I forgot, uh my fucking dance buddy, uh Joss Whedon. That's right. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna talk with him. And if you think I'm not bringing that shit up, <laughs> you're fucking wrong. So I'm gonna bring that shit up. Uh I also want to ask him and I'm going to start this rumor now because the, the, the news came out that he's not directing Infinity Wars. No. Which I was kind of sad by. You know, like, nah, you know, the Russo, I, but it's a Russo, Russo brothers. Are great, but yeah. here's the thing. Here's no, the we, thing. Knew, we knew that he wasn't going to. We, yeah. knew, we knew he was going to walk away after this one. But I don't think he's walking away. And this is what I'm going to ask him. I'm going to say, hey, just hit him. Well, hit him. While I'm sitting here right here and this rumor just popped up in my head, can you please confirm or deny that the reason you're not in uh, directing Infinity Wars is because your love of uh, female leads, you're going to direct Captain Marvel. 
<laughs> I think it's true. All right, they're looking for a female. They're looking for a chick. You think no. That, you think that this rumor that you just started is true? I'm starting it right now in my head. All I, right. I think you're going to see Catherine Bigelow directing that movie. I, I think you will. That's see. I would love that's her what to I think do too. it. She'd be fantastic. A, you will see yep. a female. And director. I want to see James Cameron all pissed in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Uh, and I and the only thing I can do is thank the the listeners and whatnot for for pushing you know uh, for liking the pages and, and subscribing to YouTube because this shit ain't happening without you guys. So right. So there you have it. And I, and I, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, because uh, I'm going to go fucking geek out like a fucking well, nerd. Well, let's let's do something that we didn't do on the last episode, which is introduce the panel. Oh, <laughs> oh but By come the way, on. God the last... damn it. I wish Jackie was here. Yes. Well, she's right next door eating bon me. <laughs> go. Let's go there. drag her over. I'm like, get over here. Uh, Jackie was a class act, though. So She's the fantastic. fact that we didn't inter- introduce the panel is just fine. It was fine. Jackie yeah. was amazing. We made it about her, and that's fine. I love it. She goes, I'm plug and play, baby. <laughs> plug and play. Because <laughs> I am, too. <laughs> and uh, one of the one of the first people I've been able to talk to in about 11 years <laughs> about Keep Lord up of the with Rings. You on dork. It, it's, it's funny that uh, when Carrie said that you guys looked like you were evangelists talking about that, what I actually was noticing between both of them, as they were talking, mm-hmm. their faces were glowing. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they were just, they were having such a good time and I'm like I'm like I don't fucking know most of the shit you're talking about but just looking at Lee's face in pure fucking ecstasy right? and so, same with Jack and that's I'm like, thing, this is fucking I love watching people and that's that. why I said on the last podcast is like if you two motherfuckers weren't already married mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I said strangers on a train like, you'd be crisscross like, oh <laughs> and then Melkor came down Melkor came to the mountain he forged three rings and those three rings were for the elven kings of old oh but they were cock rings <laughs> see and oh. I, was, I was this is like a third second show well see I was I was going to bring that up but the way you guys were passionately talking about it the last time I see have seen a conversation like that was between two evangelicals mm, yeah. who were going back and forth about Jeebus and 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 all I could think was is hmm maybe it's best to raise your kids this way yeah, instead of the other way because you know what when I was raised in in the faith I was raised in I didn't get the racism is bad lesson but yeah. I got that from Star Trek right you know yeah. right so, anyway well, and, and, and it was that one episode with a guy yeah. where Loki is black on the right side <laughs> Frank Gorsham was think black about when, you think about when that was made though yeah and that was some poignant shit because yeah. I remember watching that when I was two going they've got a point <laughs> you remember was, watching that when you were two? Yeah. That's bullshit. Some of my earliest memories of Star Trek on Channel 13 in Los Angeles. Mm, no. Okay, let's All right. introduce anyway, Introducing the panel. Jimmy Martin, Big hey. Movie Mouth Off. Hey! Yeah, watch me on a Big Movie Mouth Off in the studios here. Uh, Big Dick Swinger. Oh, wow. Jesus. Uh, uh, KUTV every Saturday and Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, watch me on there. Uh, also, what's kind of fun is that what I haven't... I don't think... Oh, I think I've maybe told a couple of you guys. Uh, along with the Avengers Junket, uh, Warner Brothers jumped on, and they're like, hey, you want to go see a movie called The Water Diviner and then go interview Russell Crowe? And I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> it's like, is he going to have a phone? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> the questions. I was thinking like random questions to ask. Wear him. a bellhop costume. Wear a bellhop costume, but also uh, here's a question for him. What's a good song to have a bar fight to? Well, actually, I was like, <laughs> or what, what, what's a better phone to throw no. at somebody's head? It's the like, iPhone six or a droid? Here's the question I would ask. Did you enjoy killing Jacqueline Phoenix <laughs> as much as I enjoyed you killing Joaquin? Killing Joaquin Phoenix. Well, actually, I will say this: Brian Young and I had a, a great idea. We talked about it just the other day. Was uh, 
go into the junket and only ask questions as if you're in, if you're on the junket for romper stomper. <laughs> Actually, here's your million dollar question, Jimmy. When's the last time you curbed somebody? <laughs> Why not fifty even foot grunt of uh, fifty even foot of grunt? See, I know what you're talking about. What is that? And I appreciate it. Oh, Thank that's you. his shitty band. That's oh, his shitty band, band is 50-odd yeah, yeah. foot of grunt. Yes. But why not 50-even foot of no. grunt? All right, because Jimmy's, 50, that's 50 my is band. an even number! Jimmy's had his time. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Lee George came. He wants to get to him. Hi, my name's Lee. I'm full of rage. But that's He's okay. always angry. Like you're the whole, I am. In my luggage. I, I am, and it's kind of funny because most people meet me and they think Lee's such a mellow dude. He's well, you're, so laid you're back. very Zen. You're vegan. Right. You're Buddhist. You're, I'm all you know. of those things, so I don't kill all of you. Yeah, that's really the reason. No, I know it. what's inside. So anyway, here's the thing, people. <laughs> I would love it if you come to visit me at my restaurant. We are trying to save the world, and there's only one way we can do that. It's by all of us getting together and agreeing on one thing. We all have to love each other. We all have to take care of this planet. Hey. Or you can just come eat at my restaurant. Yeah. Fresh Eatery, uh, 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201. And uh, we make good food. It's <laughs> a good song playing. Here's Shannon. Well, uh, I'll explain the music uh, here in a moment. <laughs> Shannon, uh, go ahead. What? the fuck is up in your cubicle? Oh! <laughs> Shannon Barnes and uh, Thrilled to be here. Come to my goddamn pub quiz. Wednesday nights. Wednesday it sounds nights better. At, at Lucky 13. It does sound better. We will be moving out onto the patio soon. Very soon, you yeah. You could have yeah. done it all winter long. <laughs> all right? What winter? Yeah. Um, Again, trying to change save the world. And also, I just want to say this. I'm kind of a happy motherfucker. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I don't know if I can deal with that. Contrary to what your Facebook posts lead Well, I fucking hate... Okay. <laughs> all right. Look, you guys are my friends. Yes. First of all, stupids, <laughs> these are my friends, right? <laughs> so how's my life bad? I've got an awesome girlfriend. Yes. Uh, a fucking adorable pit bull, mm, right? Yeah. The, the world's most cutest, timid pit bull ever. Yeah. And um, I love it. Uh, as we record this uh, earlier today, I had to get a washing machine delivered to my house. Mm-hmm. Just busted. Guys are coming in, and my dog, <laughs> fucking Flynn, is losing his goddamn shit. Like, trying to, try, try trying to, to eat their the shoes and shit, you know. And the pit bull's like, "Hey, what's up? <laughs> Shan- <laughs> How you doing?" Shannon's dog's in the kitchen making lemonade for all the guys because she's like, "Oh, these guys." Are fucking <laughs> but yes, you guys, I am complaining on Facebook <laughs> about West Valley. And the reason for that is I live in fucking West Valley. And it's like the worst goddamn place. Fuck West Valley. Fuck you, West Valley. Oh, oh. oh. I, I, I was going to say to Shannon earlier, I wanted to swap him places. But once I explained what that entailed, he didn't want anything to do with it. No. Yeah. Actually, you know, fuck it. I'll go live with. Uh, you uh, you want to go live with the crazy old girl? I'll drone? go live with C3PO. Okay. She's delightful when she stands there saying, I think I'm cooking eggs. And you're like, no, you're in the bathroom, and I'm trying to poop. <laughs> oh, I would go into the kitchen to make eggs. Yeah, what is she cooking in there? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we, we didn't even realize for six months that she had astigmatism in her left eye, and she couldn't see me. She'd keep wandering into the bathroom, and then she'd get to where I'm standing, shaving. I'm like, ah! You know, it's never good when you're shaving. Ooh. Guys, we've lived a life. Someone who's lived a life, too. Our host. Oh. Carrie! 
Mick Jackson. Mick Jackson. Of the what? Mick Jackson Mick Five. Mick Jacksons. Am I Irish or Scottish? I don't know. Uh, Scottish. Okay. The Irish don't Skyrish. use Irish. All right. Uh, Listen to his shit in the morning. Yes. Fuck uh, the rest of it. Uh, six to ten. That's all that matters. Monday through Friday. That's, I, the, only, that's the only time I'm paid uh, for. You know so. what's sad? Like, hmm? it's the only place I'm getting my news. Really? Yeah. You know, it's really the only place I get my local news. Yeah. I'd I, say that. I get my national news elsewhere, but I don't get my local news anywhere else. But national news, I get it from the Daily Show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get my national I get, news I get all my. Al-Tazira. I get all my news and vitriol <laughs> from Bill already. I feel so. I, I feel so bad though because I love John Smith. Yeah. Good guy. He is a good super guy. guy. And he goes, "Please keep listening." I go, "I'm sorry." <laughs> I just turn it off. <laughs> he he wants to. He he's a fan of this show and he wants to come on and talk GI Joe something. I love. I'll, yeah, you know, John. No. I think John Smith no. is fucking cool. As I know. He's a great guy. No, call no. him right now. No, no, call him. No, call him. No, call him. No. Call him. No. I want, no, I want to hear what. I think they're broken. <laughs> no. Hold John Smith. Just no? How old is John Smith? How old is he? Uh, I don't know. I want I want John Smith. I don't see John age. Smith, you can come on the show. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. John Smith, you can come on the show. You need to write me an essay, 500 words or less, about your first G.I. Joe experience. I'm going to mm. share with you mine right now. Well, Shannon Tatum walked standing. into the screen. No, no, no. <laughs> I was standing at Toys R Us in Burbank, California, and I All saw right. the first G.I. Joe action figure from Hasbro. Not the big one, not the not the big uh, the, one with the, the classic grip, one, yeah. But the new ones, the three and three quarter inch figures. And I was looking at the Flash figure, the guy, the laser trooper. Yeah. And he had the yeah. really cool, he had the flip yeah, down yeah, visor. Yeah, yeah, and I looked yeah. over at my grandpa and I said, Grandpa, look at these amazing G.I. Joe figures. Look at Rock and Roll, he's the bazooka trooper. Yeah. Look at Scarlet, she's a badass. Look yeah. at Snake Eyes, he's a ninja. Yeah. Look at this guy, Flash, a laser trooper. Yeah. And my grandpa said, Lazy, because that was my grandpa's stupid ass nickname for me. Why would we have a laser trooper in the army? <laughs> I hate and you, did Grandpa. I, did my grandpa fork up the two dollars and ninety nine cents for that GI Joe, a real American hero action figure, no. one of twelve? Did he? No, no. And I've hated him ever since, and I'm glad Fuck he's dead. That <laughs> I love GI Joe action figures so much. Well, let's see. When the motorcycle with the Gatling cannon came yeah. out, did yeah. I steal yeah. it from the yeah. Sears yeah. on State Street? And do yes, I still feel did. bad he about did. it? <laughs> yes, I do. Did I bury it in the Liberty Park playground in the sand and pretend? like I founded it because somebody else lost it? Yes, I did. So, John Smith, tell me your G.I. Joe story, and then you can come on the show. Wow. He, he, did ho- he did host the panel at well, Comic-Con. Well, he created the panel, if I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't even know there was one. I love G.I. Joe, too. <laughs> I, I, love your like, pa- like, I love your passion. I never got into G.I. Joe. I, oh, God, I loved it so much. I played Ghostbusters, Thundercats, Mask. The day I saved up enough, enough money to buy the fucking his tank. Oh, God, uh, the his tank. Oh, his tank. His tank. His tank. Here's what I want to see. The Cobra, the Cobra Terror Drome. Oh, shit. That oh, thing was shit. huge. And when I got the base. The USS Flag. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. six feet long. Remember that tank? That well, tank. Well, well, first of all, John has all those toys. I'm going to his house. And he wants Where's John's Smith. He would call he would, him. He wants to call him. I'll call him. Call him. Call. But here's what I want to see. Here's what I want to see. Uh. Because two of the least effective uh, cartoon villains of the 80s were Skeletor and Cobra Commander. Same guy. I want to see a team up. Well, no, all you have to do is I watch the other show. I want to see a team up of those two villains trying to take over and something. And this is G.I. Joe! <laughs> And, you know, is it the same voice throw, actor? No. Oh. <laughs> throw fucking uh, throw fucking Starscream in there too for Transformers. My, one of my favorite <laughs> lines from a, a cartoon ever was uh, Megatron looking at um, 
Starscream and going, Starscream, I don't know if you're traitorous or stupid. And fucking and Starscream goes, I'm stupid, Megatron, I'm stupid. What I, what I, what I love is that Cobra Commander actually exists in the Transformers. And the fact that he lived... No, because they, they, they had an episode where they time travel and they end up in the future and there's a guy called Old Snake and it's Cobra Commander. He's got the scepter. He's got the fucking chrome mask. Yeah. yeah. And he's a villain in it and he's he just basically gave up being a, a terrorist and just became like some crazy guy that hates robots. I'm, I'm with Carrie when we talked to last week and during the Broken News about the whole multi, you know multi-shared universe shit like that. Dude, make a fucking G.I. Yes. Joe Transformers movie. They should, just have, they should just have a Hasbro the, universe. The I just want to see the, the rock. See the hungry! I want to see the hungry hippos come and fucking bite a fucking transformer. <laughs> I, I want the I problem. want the rock sitting on Optimus Prime's oh, shoulder. No, but that's, Hold on. that's my problem. With Hold it, on. Here's my problem. Hold with, on. With that last movie with Rise of Cobra, <laughs> Roadblock, not the leader. Yeah, could never be the leader. Yeah. I just no. want I just want Cobra Commander to order a shamrock shake. <laughs> All right, I would um, like to order a shamrock shake, Cobra. Uh, Calm down, Lee. I'm sorry. We have inspired Carrie to pull out a paper from the stacks of papers. <gasps> if you people at home knew how much work Carrie went through to make sure he had this prep, he had to right go now. drive and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had to drive 30 miles. He got here in six minutes. He had how to about, kill an old lady. How about a shared Hasbro movie universe? Yes, oh, so are that's you, what I just well, said, Carrie. Are you saying that Sparkle Dash from My Little Ponies could show up and help? No, it depends on what properties you're talking about. Well, the first one that we're talking about here is a Play-Doh movie mm. <laughs> what live, like, live like action the, the factory you, like like shooting out shit stars and stuff um can you eat it this is a, this is a week <laughs> this is a week ago i'm sure that'll be addressed 20- is play-doh vegan no <laughs> it's made of beef oh sorry <laughs> and starfish <laughs> do you let your kids play with it you want to hear no, something really gross I, no i don't let my kids because i'm like kids you can't play with play-doh it's full of beef and starfish i, I have a friend who uh makes like vegan bondage gear and uh what yeah I'm it's a true. fan. It's true. She makes vegan bondage gear, and I was like, you know, be really fucked up. Like, makes makes me your gear, but more for like the German, like you know, Scheisse video shit. Yeah. Is like you make an underwear where it's got little Play-Doh slides, so when people take a shit, it comes out like a star, <laughs> or like, <laughs> or like uh, the hair, or like spaghetti. Or- <laughs> so you're saying you want like a Play-Doh barber shop where you put um, the little guy on your ass and I, you shit out his hair? <laughs> I said, I go, it's a very niche audience, but I'm I, sure somebody out there wants. Somebody it. will be like. I hate Finally. to tell you it already exists. No! I this have, was my million dollar idea! It's, it's the Play-Doh Shizen Fun Factory. I have traveled the, the world. The Shizen Fun Factory! I have traveled the world, and, and it exists. No! Yes. Yeah. God damn it, and, this was my retirement plan. No, there's, there's seriously, there's a there's a hotel in Denmark for $14. You can, you know, get the Play-Doh Shizen Factory. God, I'm going to be 75 years old still fucking talking to Russell Crowe. <laughs> Oh, 14 American dollars. You get this Shizen factory. Uh, Hasbro movie. Uh, can I ask real fast? Before you go for what store were you in that sold it? <laughs> I was in Amsterdam. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. it's, a, it's a weird place called Fucks R Us. <laughs> <laughs> Their mascot is not a giraffe. Oh, yes, but he's got a ball gag in his mouth. I cannot call the episode Fucks R Us. He's uh, called the. Uh, Jeffrey the Rapist. <laughs> it's, it's actually right. a therapist. <laughs> Jeffrey Therapist. Uh, the Play-Doh movie. Um, Paul Feig is negotiating to direct. Now that's... And that gets me excited. I'll that's give you a that. good sign. Yeah. Right, sure. um, Wait, doesn't the guy have enough fucking on his plate? 
with the Ghostbusters and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this well, this is down the road. This is down the road a piece. Uh, now I did not know this. This comes after Hasbro, led by CEO Brian Goldner and his chief content officer. Yes, a toy company has a content officer. Oh, of course they do. Uh, so do Stephen we. You Davis. just haven't met him yet. Yeah. Uh, recalibrated branding film projects following the whole Battleship movie thing. Uh. They went. Yeah, we got to take a different approach. To this. <laughs> we kind of fucked up that one. Let's kind of look at this a little bit differently. Let's not cast Rihanna. Um, they uh, they found the right producing partners. Hello. And subsequently, Ouija has grossed 100 million worldwide. Next up, you're getting Gem and the Holograms, oh, yeah. the movie. <laughs> I forgot um, about that. But, but that lends itself to mm-hmm. a fucking movie. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You're also getting G.I. Joe Retaliation with John Chu as the director uh, and a Magic <laughs> the Gap. John, John Cho. Who? Chu. Chu? It says here, but. Chu. John M. Chu. Susie Wong. I hate to be the guy Chu. that admits this because I watched the first Transformers movie and I. I despised it. I, I first did one not, sucks. I did not care for it. Actually, but I didn't. Second one was fun. I've had I've had a good time with both of the GI Joe movies that have come out. Yeah, they've been all because right. Rise of Cobra is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. But like, but they are all so on board with how stupid it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the first movie is much of a train wreck. Who's the guy that directed the Mummy? He directed the first GI Joe movie. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, well, anyway, Shitty McFisterston. He does this movie. <laughs> and, oh my God, that's his IMD page. I, I know. And but at the end of the movie when. And every <coughs> fucking G.I. Joe vehicle in the world is under the polar ice caps and they're all like pew, 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 pew. I was five again. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. Uh, um, yeah, they're doing a Magic the they, Gathering movie. Uh, like, doing a callback to Jeffy Vice. Mm-hmm. He was like, the reason I loved that first uh, Steven Summers. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. He, loved, he, he loved the first uh, G.I. Joe <laughs> movie because um, there was a point where, what's uh, Magic Mike's name? Uh, Shannon Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Magic Mike. Ting Tong was like, he was like, I swear to God, there's a part where he's driving the car and he's reading the script. He's like looking at it. He's like on the fucking windshield and he's like reading it like he's his eyes going across the It was just sad because every time they mentioned a vehicle, they said TM. But as we as we said a couple of weeks ago, what with what with the Transformers now getting their different movies, not just Transformers movies, but you'll shared you'll universe. see shared universe, yeah. Lords, stick GI Joe in there. I, Why it'd be not? great? GI Joe versus well, the have a Hasbro fucking shared universe. Don't worry, guys. In that last GI Joe movie, the Rise of Cobra, that ninja battle on the cliff face was, was fucking badass. amazing. That was amazing. It was. No, that was some phenomenal I, shit. I was not calling a- the goddamn hi ho Cheerios. <laughs> but I will not rest until. Sergeant Slaughter and Perry the Refrigerator Jones show up. Oh my God! Because you remember, Slaughter. I married, I mailed away for that figure with him <laughs> and his <laughs> and, and his football on a chain. <laughs> no, he was a mace. It was a mace. Yeah, it was his Heisman Trophy, but it was a weapon. <laughs> and, and you're just like, oh, Refrigerator Jones. I don't know how I, could, like, I don't know how we could have been real American right, heroes without you. Just looking like. <laughs> You just like uh, you look at the fridge and you just go. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk briskly away from you. Have you you fat fuck? Have you seen either of them lately? Yeah, doesn't Sergeant matter. Slaughter. No, you'd be like, ooh. What are you gonna do? Does, what are you gonna do? Does, what are you gonna do? Does, does refrigerator Perry right. still have? I've lost thirty pounds. That's all right. I'll just sit but, back here. That's fine. <laughs> they're fat as fuck. And like, I'll, I'll just be like, I just back away slowly. What you gonna do? He'd be fine if he did that. Yeah, it would be fine if he still had feet from the diabetes. I will say that the refrigerator Perry. Have you ever seen a movie called Windy City Heat? Have you seen that? Oh my god! Directed by Bobcat Goldwith. No, fucking amazing. <laughs> the greatest prank movie ever. Basically, they got this guy. Bobcat Goldwith directed. 
it, and they got this guy. And Jimmy Kimmel was yeah, involved. But yeah. they brought Refrigerator Perry in there. <laughs> it's a fucking train wreck, but it's funny as shit. It's a guy who wants to be an actor in L.A. They basically pulled the, the meanest prank on him <laughs> that you can imagine. He's like a awful. He's like a sports like um, detective. Yes, yeah, exactly. Sports detective. And they basically they and like it, he comes into the room. It's all hidden cameras and shit. And like on the chalkboard, it's like people we've auditioned. Like like why would they have the names on a fucking chalkboard? But this guy is such a fucking idiot. He thinks it, and it's like George Clooney, and it's like crossed off. It's like Brad Pitt crossed off. And they're like we like you. <laughs> we like you like that. Carrie, you've never seen Windy City Heat. No. Yeah, you it's should really see it. It's pretty good. I know. I'm closing the restaurant now. I want to be a sports detective. <laughs> I'm sorry. My investigation has led me to believe only one thing. There was tennis involved. There, there's a great scene, though. There's a great scene, though, where he goes, like, everybody's got their riders, like, you know, like, what you want, you know, like, in, in your trailer and shit like that, you know? And they're like, well, I think his name's Perry, if I remember right. Yeah, Perry. They're like, Perry, don't go crazy. Just, you know, the basic shit. You know, if you want some fucking candy or whatever like that, he's like, okay. So he fills out his fucking, like, form. So he fills it out. <laughs> he walks outside, and his friends who are in on the joke, one rolls up in a fucking Harley Davidson, and the other one goes, dude, I got a fucking Rolex like that. And they're like, Perry got champagne. Poo. <laughs> well, and the other the, the other great gag in that is um, where he's where they're like, okay, we're gonna do this, and this is gonna be the uh, lady your character is having sex with. No, right? I know where you're jumping to, but you're missing it because the, the, the scene that precedes that is they, they keep throwing him into a dumpster, like a real fucking dumpster. And he's like, I fucking hate this. Like, what well, do you want a stunt double? And he's like, God, yeah, God damn it, I want a fucking stunt double. So they're like, all right, get him a stunt double. So he goes off to his trailer. <laughs> so the next scene comes up and they're like, all right, we're going to do the sex scene. And like the girl's about to take her clothes off. So and he's like, sexy. yeah, like, he's all fucking excited. <laughs> they go, all right, stop. Get Perry's stunt double in here. <laughs> <laughs> it is so fucking amazing. And he's like, no, I, I want to, I, I can do this. It's like no, it's yeah. it's a stunt. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's stunt. like it's sure it's reasons, Perry. Perry, <laughs> sure it's reasons. Perry. Yes, Perry. I promise I'm done steamrolling the show. You can come back to the microphone. Well, it's not you. <laughs> no, I promise. I, I'll I'll help Shannon see the light. Come back to the microphone. After these, <laughs> let's <laughs> ride back. <laughs> hey, if you haven't been to the Atomic Arcade yet, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Go in and tell them Geek Show says, hey, the Atomic Arcade 3939 Highland Drive and Holiday, downstairs from Cruiser's Bar. Great place to clear your head before you drive home or get in a few games during your you know work break. You know, take your party there. I've heard of some uh, friends of the program who have done that. It's a good time. The Atomic Arcade, classic arcade games at classic prices. Free admission, no hassle with tickets or admission fees. Uh, great escape from your uh, nagging girl or boyfriend or both, uh, <laughs> your kids or whatever. Perfect uh, date night, even, or family night. You can walk across the street to the cupcake place or the frozen yogurt place or the coffee place or the uh, Mexican food place. Classic games, they bring back all the great memories, are timeless. Games like Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Asteroids, Centipede, Defender, Berserk, Star Castle. You know the ones I'm talking about. Pinball as well. I love pinball. Atomic Arcade, seven days a week. They are open and open late. All games are a quarter or 50 cents. You can call them, but why bother? Just go see them. They're on Facebook at the Atomic Arcade, 30. 3939 Highland Drive, Atomic Arcade. 
Cabin Fever would like to take a moment to thank all of their customers for helping them get to 33 years. Hey, we've all grown up in the last 33 years, but Cabin Fever continues to strive for great memories, nostalgia, and a place where the old and new live happily together in flowery meadows and rainbow skies and rivers of chocolate where children dance and laugh and play with gumdrop smiles, to possibly quote Team America. Relive your youth with an array of nostalgic toys, including Wiggle Worm, the original Silly Putty, the Drinking Bird, I got mine there, Rattlesnake Eggs, and the Fish Fortune Teller. Couple that with a gag wall that resembles the old magic and joke stores of your youth. Doggy Doo, Blood Capsule, Squirt Toilet Seats, Spy Sunglasses, and the classic Cushion of Whoopi. Nostalgic Candy, they got Flick's Chocolate Drops, I remember those. How about the old Chico Stick? Sky Bar, they got them. Three-foot-long Pixie Sticks, Pop Rocks, Fruit Stripe Gum, Candy Cigarettes, and more. All this in addition to the merchandise of Star Trek, Doctor Who, Star Wars, movie poster, exploitation, punk metal, gift giving, card giving, coffee book collecting geek in your life. It's all at Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 600 South and 700 East. Stop by, say hi, and tell them Geek Show says hey. Okay, we're not in the basement. No, we're not. <laughs> no. We're on the porch. <laughs> we're in the sunshine. We're out on my front porch because uh, there's nothing in the basement and everything else is covered in dust. Uh, so Let's uh, be honest, you lost your house. <laughs> <laughs> they, your, uh, they let me sleep out here. And it's... <laughs> How's your two-week remodel going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, huh? <laughs> you, you do realize two weeks in contractor language is more like three months. Actually, my guy, he told me it would be four weeks, and, uh, and I was the one, because he kept saying, well, we're ahead of schedule, and I got my hopes up. You know? uh, no, he's, he's being true to the four weeks. Yeah, what, <laughs> he's what, he's what, sticking to it. What so. have I told you about hope, Carrie? I know, <laughs> have none. Oh, a man without hope is a man without fear. That's exactly. that's what I've been told. From <laughs> where? Daredevil said that. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, this is Broken News. Uh, welcome to it. This is the uh, episode G.I. Joe Evangelist. Uh, I don't remember and, any of that. Well, you... Uh, you well, I cry on this one again. I, uh, not so well, much this one, but one. the next one. Oh, God damn it. But, uh, yeah. This, is, uh, this was... For, yeah. okay. Was I drunk? <laughs> we were all a little on our way. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. went for it. Huh? We you did. and I, we went for it. I don't we, know what, we, we what actually, happened there. We actually slipped it into 11, and yeah. uh, <laughs> that car only has four gears. So. <laughs> yeah, that second show got a little third showy. And the third yeah. show went fifth show. Yep, it really did. <laughs> I know there was one point after recording where my wife looks over at me, and I'm laying on my back in the middle of Jimmy's driveway, and she goes... Okay, what's wrong with you? And I say, I, I don't know. I just found myself here. And then she looks over at the staircase where Jimmy had just fallen off of the porch, <laughs> and he's laying there with his legs on the porch and his head on the patio on the on the driveway. And she goes, "Oh, you guys really went for it, didn't you?" <laughs> like, I think the way it happened is I went behind because Shannon was sitting on the steps, and I think I came up and put my hand on each other. Hey, buddy! And just leaned forward and went right past him. <laughs> he, be- he became drunkenly immaterial, <laughs> and then said, uh, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna lay here next to my dignity." Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was upside down for a good twenty minutes. So, um, now before we get into Daredevil, that's oh. just some business. Because oh, this is Daredevil news. Yeah, because we'll we'll get into some business here first of all. Okay. Pay close attention to the Geek Show.
show um, Facebook and Twitter feeds. Also, I believe the Big Movie Mouth Off uh, Facebook and Twitter feeds. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. If I think we know where you're going. Uh, For tickets to see Avengers Age of Ultron. there's a new Avengers movie coming out? Yeah. You hear about this? Yeah. That's why we do this show, buddy, to let you know about stuff like this. Wow. Thanks, guys. I actually want to know all about it. There are two two inevitable things going on here. One is it's inevitable we're going to have superhero media coming out, and it's inevitable that some uh, hipsters are going to start saying that it's terrible. Yeah, of course. Oh, uh, the 27th is when we're doing that screen. Yeah, here it's Monday the 27th. So it's yeah. a few days before. So a few days before. Yeah. Your chance to see it before and for free. Yeah. So just follow us. Or I can just tell you everything right now. Well, I've been trying to get you to. And <laughs> I don't think even folks, come. folks, even off mic, even when we're just sitting and talking, Maddie he won't Levy. tell me a goddamn thing about I, this Avengers movie that well, he saw. I, yeah, I just got back uh, yesterday from the junket, and uh, yeah. and, and, I, and I'm tired. <laughs> and uh, the the non disclosure agreement they make you sign is uh, I didn't sign anything. <laughs> I just don't want to piss Disney off. <laughs> but uh, I I can say that I've seen it. Um, and that there are things on the screen. Uh, but, I, but I can't talk about the interviews. That's what I'm allowed to talk about. Okay. Um, so you interviewed just about everybody. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was only doing national uh, interviews, so, like, you know, huge, huge outlets. And then uh, and then the last minute, the, the two Chris's had to cut out because uh, they had to cut their time in half. I don't know why. They had to go make out or something. Snow, <laughs> Snowpiercer 2. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so I, I interviewed uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson mm-hmm. together, Colby Smolders and uh, Jeremy Renner together, Scarlett Johansson. Hanson and oh my god, that girl is beautiful. Oh, I know it. <laughs> uh, and Mark Ruffalo together, Jane Spader, Paul Bettany together, and uh, what was the last one? Oh, Joss Whedon. <laughs> oh, your 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 dancing buddy. Yes. Who, who remembered? Ah. If you saw the video on the Facebook page, and the full interviews will come, and we'll have them on the show as well. But uh, yeah, I walked in and I said, I, I don't know if you can remember me or not, but uh, we we have a history. And he's like, uh, I do. <laughs> and just started talking, and he's super fucking nice. But uh, I think this movie almost killed him, and I'm dead well, serious. Well, that's, that's what I was reading an interview with him, and in, in all of this, and he and he and everyone is like, we can't believe you're not coming back for uh, for the Infinity War movies. Yeah, it's in mine too. And 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 as he put it, he said, "This is uh, is this one." Was so much so much juggling to, to get up on the screen. This is a game for the young, and yeah. the and the Russo brothers are young, and there's two, two of them. Yeah, yeah. And so no, no, that interview where it was like he was living there. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, he'd go and like edit, then go to bed, <laughs> and get up and edit and go to bed. Like yeah. didn't see his kids or anything. No, it's true. And so I, I said, you know, I, I was sad to see that you're not doing it. And he's like, yeah. Every time I look at it, you know, in the paper that it says I'm not doing, it, I'm like, mm, fine, okay. You know, it's kind of bummed. He's like, but I can't. He's like, it's just I can't do this again. Well, you know? and, and I got the impression he knew that uh, when he started this, when he started this film, was like, this will be, this is it. Yeah, and that might be the case. I mean, like, and, and then what he says in my interview is that he goes, you know, I'm looking at Infinity War and going, there's so many characters. He's like, I can't do that. You know, I just don't, I don't even know where to take it. You know, I go, I go. Is it killing you? And he goes, Yeah, but just physically. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it great, uh, and it, it, just all the things that are going on with him. I actually, I, I, I love that my J- Joss Whedon interview has a bestiality joke in it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thank you. Because I said uh, one question was, um, 
uh, were there any characters that Marvel you know, that you wanted to put into a movie that uh, Marvel was just like, yeah, no, no, we don't want that. I go like 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 a Lockjaw or like a Dazzler scene or something like that. And he goes, God, that Lockjaw and Dazzler scene that I did was amazing, <laughs> but I had to cut it because I think what they did was illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not really a dog; he's just a human that looks like a dog. <laughs> so well. Um, Joss would be happy to know that the, uh, according to Fandango, the uh, film is tracking better than the first film, uh, significantly outselling. Yeah. According to them, theaters around the country are sold out. Managers are right now adding show times to meet the fan demand. Uh, I've got all the stats and everything for that, but it's boring. If um, if the I, numbers, I told the kids at the Sav that you went to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Last oh week. yeah. They, even they went, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost friends over it already. Um, I, I've heard that the, the if I remember the numbers right, the, the first Avengers opened up at 207 million uh, weekend domestic. Is it? Am I right? Yep, right there. There you go. And then uh, and I think they're planning on like 227 for this one. Mm-hmm. But then they said that the as they get closer, they're even predicting more. Yeah. As long as Furious 7 doesn't take all the money. No, everyone, everyone will be done with Furious 7 by the time <laughs> Ultron rolls in. How's our movie doing, old Furious 7? How's it doing? 800 million worldwide in two weeks. <laughs> Stupid sell. <laughs> you know you know what's going to be amazing is when uh, Fury Road comes out and makes 22 bucks. Right. You know, I would the actually, clearly better car movie. I went to I um, uh, Warner Brothers jumped on on my trip and so I went to go see uh, Russell Crowe's directorial debut of The Water Diviner and uh, which is Warner Brothers and uh, while we were sitting around waiting for the interviews and whatnot um, they were talking about the, the Mad Max junket that's coming up mm-hmm. and I was like which is in case you need anybody I'd love to come back and, uh, and I go because if George Miller's there I'd love to talk about how he was a surgeon you know like that and the, even the junket the people like the, you know people working for Warner Brothers go he was? and I go it's a trauma dog yeah, yeah. and I go and he would patch up the guys that like were on the set of Mad Max after they get fucked up, and they're like, "No." I just, I just hope the babe makes a cameo. <laughs> no, I just, just, I just want, I just want Farmer Hoggett standing on a hill. That'll do, Max. That'll do, Max. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it was a great trip. Fun interviews, and we'll have them on this one. Uh, I'm not sure if we, if we want to put them up, starting up, going on now, or it's 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 up to you, sir. Uh, it's entirely up to you. Actually, at the end of this one, let's do the Russell Crowe one. Okay, and then uh, then starting next week, we'll start doing all the the Avengers ones. Did you interview Russell Crowe? Yeah. Do you throw a phone at you? No, it, actually, super nice guy. And oh, let me just say this real fast. Just about mm-hmm. fifty out foot of ground. If you ever get into my business of interviewing celebrities. I don't want to get in his business. <laughs> if you ever do it, don't take a fucking selfie with the people who are you are interviewing. No. It's so goddamn unprofessional. And the guy who did it in front of me was seriously pissing Russell Crowe off. I go, oh shit, the <laughs> fucking throne's gonna get phones gonna get thrown in here. And he's like looking at me, going, I'm sorry, this guy's being a. D-. I mean, if I was, I mean, I guess he can't be a super dick, probably because he's like, I don't want to yeah, be in the fucking. He's famous because he's famous for being yeah. a super dick. But what that guy was doing was so fucking unprofessional, like that. And he's like, I'm sorry. Mate, and I'm like, I, I'm fine with me. And so when I started my interview, I go, "It's a pleasure to meet you." And I shake his hand. I go, "And that's enough." <laughs> and he just immediately started laughing. I just, I think it's the tackiest fucking thing you can do. Absolutely. All right. So, so here's the thing. And listen carefully, 
because it's the truth, Internet. It's the truth. There's no scene at the end of Age of Ultron. I can... You know what? I don't think Disney will get mad at me for that. Because because here they are in the news saying, you've got Kevin... How do you say his last name? Uh, Well, he wasn't there, but I was was kind of mad. Okay, well, until we get it from (laughs) him directly... See, that's the thing. On the first list I got, it was going to be Joss and Kevin together. And and that's what I was going to say. To end this debate for for the end-all, be-all, how do you say your name? And then they said he canceled last minute. and I was like, damn it! Here's here's Feige and Whedon both saying... There's no scene at the end. There is a cut. There, there is a what is called. A, let's see. Mid credit. Let there's a mid credit scene. Yeah, and that's it. But no setup for anything. No setup for anything well, at the end. Well, the, uh, the cut scene is. Uh, yeah, I would say that the yeah. mid credit scene is taking to, to something, yeah. and then. Uh, but I still just just in case I had nowhere else to be yeah. because the shuttle wasn't going back to the hotel. I sat there and watched the credits. Of course, you did. there was nothing. It's called a tag. Feige clarifies there will be a tag, a short scene that appears mid-credits. Yep. I think it's phage. <laughs> how do you say the Greek yogurt? Phage. <laughs> oh, that. Maybe that's Sorry. how you say it. It's fap. Fap. Phage. Anyway, so there it is. Uh, and 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 Whedon wants you to know that so that you don't wait until the end and then get mad. Just okay? stay part way through I'll, the credits. I'll, I'll tell you right now, unless they, unless they change it for the theatrical run, no, there's nothing to wait for at the end. But it is nice to wait through it because, you know, there are people that their names don't get mentioned often. So you want to know about the best boy grip and the key grip and, mm-hmm. you know, all the lighting technicians and all the. I always laugh when they show, like, the CGI, like, you know, yeah. uh, the worker worker bees. And there was t- a time where the entire screen is filled with names. And you're just like, <laughs> even if you were on that list, like, where the fuck am I? Well, it's <laughs> it's, it's kind of like watching a Pixar movie when they get to the babies that were born during the eight year oh, production yeah. shot. And you're like, yeah. wow, that's a lot of fucking. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about Daredevil first? Yeah. Well, let's all, before jumping in, just Where so I we, know yeah. we are. Well, okay. Who has seen what, and so right. we don't spoil I'm, things. I just finished episode five. Okay. I just finished episode eight with uh, Stick. Okay. I'm like six-ish. Six-ish? Okay. Yeah. And I'm done. You you finished I it. I finished it. Okay. So, so what was it? Six? Who's left? Who's, five. We're all midway through. I'm, okay. I'm, I just want to... Well, you I'm, don't care. I'm taking up the... I don't care about spoilers, but yeah. I, I want to keep this kind of spoiler-free because there's still some people who, well, have, not, I, who have not started. I was I was hell-bent. I'm like, I don't... You know, even with two jobs and a couple kids and some other obligations, I'm getting through it this weekend, and it's... I'm halfway through, and I feel like I'm failing Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I've taken away from Daredevil so far. All right. I never want to be fucking punched by Daredevil. <laughs> You know what they do in that show repeatedly is someone falls on the ground and just like gets back up. He just he gets on top of him yeah. and he just pummels the fights. But so does so does uh, Fisk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he uses car doors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched it. I watched it with my lady, you know, up on the mount, uh-huh. and uh, we were both sitting there like these fights look real. Yeah, yeah. Like I like how the we both like how the people with the not like like in a fucking Batman movie, right? Batman hits a guy and he's unconscious, yeah. right? But these guys are like that one fight in that hallway. They keep getting up. They keep getting up and they're all fucking tired. Yeah, they're, and they're like, <laughs> well, so oh, this sucks, yeah, right? He does, he, yeah. does, he does this he does this half spin half flip kick 
on one of the final mobsters, and when he gets up, he's not standing there looking all badass. Yeah. He staggers out of the room. Well, he trips <laughs> over a body. Yeah. And then, and then, but here's the thing: the first time I watched the scene, and, and if you haven't watched it, uh, this this is what you want to watch. Get get through. If you're having a hard time with episode one, I don't know why because it's good. But episode two, there is a fight scene that uh, one of my favorite fights ever is. Uh, what was the movie? It's called Old Boy. Old Boy. Uh, mm-hmm. And and there's a scene in a hallway with a hammer and yeah. a bunch of thugs, and that's one of the most brutal fight scenes. I've ever seen, and not and not Spike Lee's version. Not, so. No, the original <laughs> Korean. The three yeah. and Takashi Miike did that. Ah, I don't, I don't think it was him. Anyway, well, yeah, whoever did it, an amazing director, uh, did this this phenomenal fight scene where you're just like, this this is brutal. And I think that this episode of Daredevil kind of outdid it. The, the, fight, all the, the fights, yeah, the fights are just visceral. They really are. They remind me not of only of Old Boy, but um, the great film franchise called The Raid. Yeah, there's like, some really they're just good so in that. brutal. It's it, you know what? Because it, it's not graceful. No, you know what I mean. No. Like it's it's a full on fucking street fight. Well, it's like I was, I was talking with Jimmy earlier on the way up. I was like this. This is like an episode. Uh, one of my favorite crime procedurals ever done was uh, Homicide: Life in the City. Fantastic show, and Daredevil feels like Homicide with mixed martial arts and, uh, and parkour. Uh, and there's <laughs> there's some. Uh, Oh man, I love Daredevil, but I, I I love the comic book. I love the Frank Miller run that it's based off of. Well, that's the it's, thing is it's it's based on the Frank Miller Year One yeah, run, and, and there's and, a lot of stuff from his '80s run too yeah. in there. But jeez, that's where I had a good time with it too because it came out while I was down there in L.A. for this junket, and uh and I saw Ultron and went back to my hotel and I was like, and first I'm really gonna have a fuck a couple of shots to Ultron, and um and then I'm sitting in my room and I'm like, all right, I got an hour to kill. I'm gonna watch Daredevil, you know. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And then, uh, but during my interview with Joss, I said just real fast, I want to get your opinion on uh, on Daredevil. Like, what you think? And he's like, uh, I was like, because I, I stayed up till three in the morning watching a couple episodes. He's like, well, that's great for you because I had to do a press junket. And so he goes, I haven't seen shit. <laughs> so well, there's, there's gonna be inevitable fallout. Are there are gonna be people who are who are gonna turn this on after hearing all the people that are raving about this? Just like uh, there there have been other things that we saw that just blew us away. We're like, oh, this is amazing. Uh, it was all right. Yeah, that's the reaction. Or, or it wasn't even all right. And, and really, frankly, if that's your opinion, cool. Don't fucking shit on my parade, though. Because if I see one more person going, oh, it was just average, fuck you. I don't care if it was just average. Maybe you didn't enjoy it. I did. I enjoyed the living shit out of the show. And in a way that fun I haven't had since Kingsman. Well, that's... That, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to be objective with, Dare, with Daredevil. Really I really hard, am. Though. It's hard <laughs> because... Because we, we've... I've, I have read that comic yeah. consistently. And uh, honestly, I'm ready to drop it because he's happy and in San Francisco. I do like... Right. I do like the Mark Wade story. <laughs> he's, he's doing he's doing okay, but I'm... That's, I'm, I'm, that's when I stopped reading it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure. But guys... The part I even of the, sat through when he was a demon and shit. Part of the, part of the thing with... <laughs> Part of the thing with the Mark Wade comics, I, I think Daredevil's better than it's been in, in the comics. I think it's better than it's been in decades. And maybe because somebody had the balls to turn around and take it out of the darkness for a while, fun Daredevil's cool and it's really well written, but it's not Frank Miller's Daredevil. And that's yeah. the problem. We're looking at going, oh, Daredevil's all gritty. Well, he didn't start that way. He wasn't even gritty until the 80s. He had yeah. 20 years of not being gritty. But here's this is where I become amazed with this show is that. You're looking at this show. It's gritty. It's raw. It's bloody. It's stabby. It's it's swearsies. I know. I said when they said fuck, I went, "Oh my gosh!" Did they say fuck? I didn't hear fuck, but I I didn't hear. I've heard shit a hundred times. They always say freaking that. I swear to God, Rosario Dawson said fuck. I hope she did. We can pretend (laughs) she did. But either way, but you're looking in there. But you're still in this universe where, if you look in the background, there's Stark Tower. You know, if you there's the Battle of New York mentioned. There's you know like that. This is the same world that we're getting Agents of Shield. 
And the fact that Marvel has the balls to do something this gritty and this raw and this adult, but still well, in, in, in the same universe, did you is see, fucking awesome. Did you see? Did you re- realize who um, Battle and Jack Murdoch was supposed to lay down for? Yeah, yeah, the Absorbing Man, Crusher Krill, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'd just like to apologize to my lady. It must be fucking horribly annoying <laughs> to watch these shows with me. Because I'll be like, when he's taught, when uh, the Kingpin's talking to the lady in the uh, art dealership, mm-hmm. I'm like, did she happen to say if her name is Vanessa? Yeah, so, I had the same. Right? I love that you called it an art dealership. Whatever. <laughs> you know? That's, that's a, you know, we're one of uh, some art. Those are Wind West Valley art dealerships. Yeah, go pick up some like, art, you know, for the bathroom. You know what I mean? I mean, the art dealer lady, whatever. But I was like, is her name Vanessa? Did she say mm-hmm. her name Vanessa? She goes, and then somebody calls her Vanessa. It's like, oh, 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 that turns out to be his wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she goes crazy when their kid gets killed. Oh, yeah. No, Even she, I, I love the actress that's playing her, by the way. She's an uh, Israeli actress. She's really she's, good. She is not only incredibly beautiful, but uh, you can tell she's walking that line between sinister and good. Yeah. You know, you, well, she, even just, says, and, she even says after their first date, she's like, I, I, I don't know who you are, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. It's like she could be, you know, immediately the switch could flip and she could become sinister right away. Well, there's a scene where she does become sinister. Uh, You've seen it. Yeah. There's some explosions and she just holds his hand. It's a fight club moment. Yeah. It's the end of fight club and you're just going, oh, fuck. I mean, God, D'Onofrio, man. Oh, see, and you said switch. Creepy as shit. Flipping a switch because, you know, without ruining too much, but I love, because in the first half of this show, he's awkward. You know, he's not confident. He's awkward with her. Well, yeah, but even with some other people too you know yeah. and then you know and, and he stutters a little bit and he's not there but there's a I few moments have one friend <laughs> and then but there's a few moments towards the end of it and I was telling you guys uh, before we started it was like you look at me like that's the fucking kingpin Oh, like yeah. that, like, well, I mean, the, he owns the, the screen. His, you talk about in, in a lot of movies, you'll talk about uh, that hero moment. You have, yeah. it, you have it in the Hunger Games where Katniss becomes the rebel. You have it in, in uh, Star Wars where, where Luke realizes I have to be the hero. Uh, you have the villain moment in in Daredevil, and it's terrifying. It's because he was embarrassed on a date, yeah. and, and he fucking oh. kills a dude. Kills with, the shit out of him, what we like to say and, in the business. And, and, and I remember, you know, we, we, talk about, we talk about villains in movies, and there's been some complaints about in Marvel movies where the villain aren't necessarily all that well fleshed out or they're not that frightening or they don't have an end game when Wilson Fisk his partner his his, his flunky is on the phone and he goes yes uh, passenger side sir <laughs> and he looks at the Russian and he goes the boss would like to talk to you and you see this huge fucking hulking human being that is Vincent D'Onofrio open up the car door and pull this dude out and just start throwing him around yeah. and, and I looked at Rachel and this is before the bad part happened um, the <laughs> let's just say the squishing budget went yeah, through the, the roof. Where he killed the shit out of that guy. Yeah, yeah. And and you just haven't lived to have seen a guy decapitated with a car door. But, he's, built, uh, he's built Ford Tough. He's built Ford Tough, exactly. <laughs> um, and I remember looking at her and going, this guy's terrifying. He's absolutely terrifying. There's there's nothing like, oh, he's... And I I liked... Uh, I can't remember the name of the actor who played Kingpin in the in the Affleck movie, Michael actually. Uh, Duncan. Yeah, Michael yeah, Clark Duncan. I think he, did, he was an imposing, oh, he, physically he intimidating dude. He did a great job. Was huge. <laughs> D'Onofrio scared me. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing with D'Onofrio's character that I absolutely love. There's nothing better than the villain who thinks that what he's doing is right. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Because like, you can always have the guy like, I want a billion dollars, or I'm going to blow the city up, or I'm going to take over the world domination. He's like, I want to make my city better. But yeah. he thinks the way he's doing it is right. right. He and Daredevil <laughs> have the same mission. Yeah. yeah. Just different, different sides. 
different modes, different uh, methods. <laughs> Here, here's something I never thought I would say. You're, you have a, you have a TV show, or a, as we've been calling it, a 12 hour Marvel movie. Yeah, um, that's exactly what it is. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's shot like a movie. It's it's beautiful and it's scripted so incredibly well. It's uh, Drew Goddard, right? Yep. And it's so just. Ah, so good, but it's 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 a show about a guy who uh, gets superpowers when he gets splashed with with muck, mm-hmm. and uh, he has enhanced senses. And I think it's one of the most realistic shows on about anything I've ever seen. I, I would have to I would have to agree. Another thing that I really appreciated is that we didn't have the first episode, the origin story. No. Yeah. The well, origin, just kind of like yeah, the origin's just giving you just kind of trickles, yeah. just but kind of also, trickles. But they also know yeah. that when an episode doesn't need flashbacks, there's no flashbacks because it's yeah. around episode four. The last flashback happens until Stick shows up, and then there's more flashbacks. And the kid that plays young Matt Murdock is good. good. He's amazing. And there's some shit later on where he's actually doing martial arts. And you're yeah. like, okay, they they not only found a kid that's a good actor, but can do some spin kicks. Yes. Yeah. But here's the thing too that I love is that like you don't get this like. Every time that they show his vision, like what he can kind of see, like that, it just it blurs everything out. Mm-hmm. His world, on and fire. then the, but the audio ramps up, yeah, and you start hearing like just little things like heartbeats and you know watch ticks and stuff like that. I think that's fantastic. And there's one time I'm not sure if you guys have seen it yet. He says, "The way I see the world, it's a it's world, world on, on fire." fire. <laughs> and yeah, he's looking at Rosario Dawson. And yeah. it, it oh takes, my Rosario! It takes this amazing <laughs> scene. There's a really great scene in the Affleck Daredevil where he's looking at Electra in the rain because yeah. he can see the the sonar ping yeah. in the rain. He can actually see her, but. Um, Seeing Rosario Dawson in uh, in Daredevil Vision, she looks like she's on fire, and, and that's the way he sees everything. It's it's his echolocation from yeah. all of his other senses, and it's and I'll freaky. tell you, I'll tell you that from seeing the whole thing. That's the only time they show it. Yeah, it's like that's that's all you need that's to know. We don't we don't need you know blind vision all the time. No, you, you know? don't. You don't. There's no wires. That I can see. That I can see. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think about I that, I think too. these are all actual hard physical stunts. I really do. Yeah. yeah. Well, so far. We're, we're trying to figure models. out what uh, – we're trying to figure out the timetable because if and, – and Stick kind of mentions how, how he's able to heal as quickly as he does because obviously no human being can take the beating this man's taken. I don't know if it's over a couple days or a couple weeks. I know there's a trial in the second episode that – or third episode that had to have taken at least a week. But, man, that guy takes a beating. And they're believable oh. – they are believable beatings. And uh, he's fighting thugs, and the thugs don't take a punch and go down. The thugs take a punch and say "fuck you" and get back up and start punching you. Yeah. <laughs> so and there's so many chokeouts. Oh god, gotcha. <laughs> chokeouts! And if you watch it with uh, subtitles on, you'll you'll see this. It'll say this like four or five times an episode. Bones cracking. Bones cracking. Oh, I was I was going to bring that up because as everyone knows, I'm a I'm a fan of the foley. Yeah. I, and and the sound effects in this is what makes it oh, really visceral. The because, melon budget. Oh, I, <laughs> because that's the thing is that. A lot of these uh, attacks happen in, in kind of a dark room, and that, that heightens the effect when you see just the shape of somebody stretching someone's arm to the point where it breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the sounds that they're using are just incredibly. Yeah. Just, Daredevil scares me. Yeah. He's, he's, good. he's scary. Have you seen? Oh, go ahead. There's, there's, a, there's, an, a, there's a hit man who uh, kills a guy with a bowling ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh and, then, and then there's a spike impalement. Yeah. 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 That's, when I, that's when I, like, I mean, obviously there's the, the scene in the uh, second episode and the bowling ball but it was that spike thing where I was like I can't believe Marvel's fucking doing this yeah that was me too yeah (laughs) I I just like (laughs) I just I feel um, almost 
bad for the bad guys. Yeah. Because they never know they're going to get hit. <laughs> they're like sitting there fucking with their phone, and all of a sudden, Daredevil just comes out of the shadows. Crack! Oh, like, <laughs> crack! 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 Like, crack! They just get yanked back. Like, <laughs> like, oh, shit. Like the guy that was, uh, the guy that had the, the evidence on that juror. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> this world, this world, um, I'm, I'm excited because they could just, they could just name one cop Officer Castle. And he can live in that. He can live in that he can world. Live in, and yeah. That's the brilliance of what Netflix is doing. Is that by saying this is this is our Hell's Kitchen mm-hmm. story? Well, they can all live there just fine and coexist with Agents of Shield because that's Happy Land over there. Yeah, yeah I was gonna, well, see, I was going to say that it, you know when you when you compare to the other Marvel stuff that's out there, you got Agent Carter and Agents of Shield, which we both which we love both. It's yeah. great stuff. But I'm what I'm seeing is is that this is what Marvel will do when they don't have the ABC network watching them and second guessing them. Or that's the, that's or, what I think. Or the motion picture uh, rating. They don't have to worry about ratings on this. It's a yeah. TVMA and it earns it. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't earn it through. There's there's brief nudity in it for in the first episode. Side boob. And a little bit of the front. But what's amazing about it is is that it's not explicit. It's the not only reason why it's there yeah. is because oh she's hanging out with a blind guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's some you know lack of vulnerability there and it's. It's it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um I I don't know how you could hate this show. Exactly. Well this is to me, this is this is the Daredevil that I fell in love with while reading Frank Miller. Yeah. And, and 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 this is this is the Daredevil that I always loved and I always knew he just he he's he's not super strong. He just beat the fuck out of people. Yeah. You know, that's that's what he does. I and wonder if Fox is watching this and saying, God, we should have done this with Deadpool. Uh, no, I, I think I hope that they are I hope watching they are. this and because they haven't started filming it and they're like, look, you can be this violent. I mean, I'd almost say you could make what this Daredevil is, I think could be PG thirteen. I think. You, yeah, oh, absolutely. Because it's not language, because I'm pretty sure they haven't said fuck. It's blood. It's right? blood and and, and like you know, like CGI blood and stuff like that. I I'd be curious to see if they could if what that would get. I think I think I think Wilson Fisk's um entry scene would not get a PG thirteen. The, the car door. Yeah, even yeah. they don't yeah. show it, you just get the, the splurching sounds yeah, and I, then I think he's right. Yeah. The cascading I think it's our- the cascading avalanche of blood in the door. And yeah. there's a scene later on where they're hosing all the brain and skull bits out of his car. And it's it's like it's like if Scorsese said, I'm going to go make a Daredevil movie. Yeah. And it gets that violent at times. And they could tone the violence down if they wanted to. Now, we're, now we're talking an awful lot about violence. I want everyone to know that, that the characters are, are all oh. fleshed out and yeah. developed. And oh, they I all have Foggy. their moments. I, was, and, I, was, you know, I love Foggy Nelson. Yeah. He's great. He's great. He's my favorite Mighty Duck. <laughs> the, we we were talking uh, before we started recording, and uh, we were like, "Okay, the the lady that plays the head nurse at the hospital where uh, where Ben Urich's wife is at is uh, has better scenes and better dialogue than anything that's been on any superhero show on TV this year." And that's where I, I kind of want to want to take this the show and say, "Here you go, guys." This this is what See good what acting you can do. Like. Yeah. You, can, you can do a serious, believable superhero show. And I'm and I'm certain that uh, the people who make these shows are watching and paying attention. Oh, they're it. probably having the time of their lives because it's a good show. Yeah. I, just I love some of the humor they're doing with it, though. I love uh, like have you guys seen the one where they're in the taxi depot 
and uh, they've got Rosario Dawson. Yeah. I, yeah. Said, I just love the guy. He's like, I'm walking out of here. And he's like, no, <laughs> you're not. Yeah. <laughs> just a voice in the darkness. He's like, oh, yeah. shit. Put that gun down. It's the last so, thing you'll ever hold in that hand. So I'd say uh, <laughs> uh, all thumbs up here yeah. as far as oh, Daredevil. Yeah. But it, you know Netflix. what? It's, it's not for everybody. Oh, it no, really isn't. Not. If you're squeamish, if you have a hard time with extreme violence. Don't, yeah. don't let your kids watch this. No. For fuck's sake, don't let your or, kids watch this. Or if you this. do I, watch it, watch it with them and explain what the fuck's going on. And, and it would be great conversations about uh, ambiguous morality but yeah I will say because Egg and I both finished it and it's not I'm really not trying to ruin anything but I will say your first four episodes are pretty action packed you got a lot of good fight scenes but then it does you know slow down a little bit mm-hmm. but it's okay because all they're doing is telling the story you know so you don't have to have punchy punchy kick kick what a time. story yeah right shocking but by the time it's over you you have your action you're good and, and this is from a true real daredevil fan I'm five episodes in He's not put on the costume, and I don't care. That's me too, Gary, yeah. because you know I love Daredevil yeah. too. Right? I'd like, I, you know, he could not put on the costume, and I'd be fine. Yeah. Now I know the internet has told me that he does. <laughs> they 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 do something so smart with this. I mean, they're tagging it, the Rise of the First Defender, and when you realize uh, they they talk about it in Ben Urich's office, it's not the Bugle, unfortunately, right. it's a different newspaper. Yeah, but Ben Urich, uh, uh, Karen oh, Page, he's amazing. Yeah, uh, the lady uh, Karen Page even talks about it a little bit, or is the real estate agent uh, when they're getting their office. Uh, the Hell's Kitchen took the brunt of the damage during the, the big battle with the Chitauri in, in, in the, the Avengers. First Avengers. Yeah. And that it was almost completely destroyed. So, of course, organized crime moves in and starts building it up. And it makes perfect sense. Leland Owlsley, you guys. <laughs> the owl. How, how the hell do you make the owl a really good character? Which one is he? He's Leland, the accountant. The accountant. Oh, the old... God. Yeah. The guy with the taser. <laughs> yeah, the old guy. He has yeah. the taser. The guy who's, who's, who's episode. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's He's him. the owl. And I don't realize yeah. it until like the fourth episode. They're like, oh, Leland, cook the books. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's the owl. <laughs> <laughs> They're throwing all kinds of uh, Iron Fist Easter eggs in there. If you yeah. want to find out what they are, go online. But uh, it, we're, we're seeing actually leading more Iron Fist with this as opposed to the next series, which is the Jessica Jones. I, I, I can't wait to see the rest of these shows. Yeah. I, I don't feel bad for talking about the for the costume because uh, if you click on it on Netflix, he's it. wearing the costume. Yeah. You know, everybody's seen yeah. it. So like, I will say after I'm, you know, I'm, he's in the costume by the end. This and, is a dude who needs and that body armor. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. I, I like to roll Rosario Dawson says that you need to get some body armor. Or oh, wait, something. They say it before he gets it. They say it at least three or four times. And yeah. like one guy's like, he's like, you need to get a better outfit. He's like, I'm working on it. <laughs> Work in progress. And um, but I'll say that that costume that he's got on could stand right next to to Cap and and Thor, and he'd be fine. Yeah. So for Infinity War kind of thing, yeah. he'd be fine. All right, cool. Uh, more uh, Marvel TV. It looks like uh, Shield is getting a spinoff show. They're not saying what it is. I'm going to call it Secret Avengers. You think? Yep. That'd be fun because they're already they're already doing the the registration list. The superhero registration list is they've been building up to it on mm. Agents of Shield. Uh, they've got Sky, who's now an Inhuman and superpowered. Um, I saw a clip for an episode that's coming up in a week or two where they're talking about Coulson. Uh, they find a map that Coulson's got, and he's got uh, superpowered individuals on his map, like he's he's keeping track of them. And now Deathlock is back on Shield and and fighting for Coulson. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, an ABC Secret Avengers show. That's a great idea. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. terrific. And I may have seen a movie that gets into that realm. Oh, you may have. <laughs> okay. Because oh, you think about mocking. You think about Mockingbird. I love she, her. She could very easily. Well, she's gorgeous. She is. And it makes me sad about that Wonder Woman show she could yeah. have had. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yes, I, I do think it'll be Secret Avengers. Uh, we got some casting. We finally have most of the casting. Ninety percent of the casting for Preacher. 
Do we have the main guy yet? We do. Okay, who's that? Well, it's it's the papers are being signed as we speak. <laughs> uh, Dominic Cooper. Oh. Is Jesse Custer? Who's he's a uh, oh he's, he's, Tony yeah Tony Stark yeah yeah uh, he's, 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 really he's, good. he's Tony's dad Tony's dad yeah Tony's yeah. dad young Tony's dad that's right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I hope that opens him up to do Agent Carter if it gets renewed still yeah I it's Howard. it's not sounding Howard Stark thank you it's yeah. not sounding good for Agent Carter I won't I, lie I. I think they'll do it. I mean, it's just eight episodes. They yeah. can do it while the, while the other shows are on hiatus. Pretty sure we're getting S.H.I.E.L.D. a third season. Another, pretty sure, but Carter is still questionable. I think I don't know if you'll get another Carter, because I think, let's just say your Secret Wars things are, mm. comes together. I think it's going to be that. Yeah. I think it'll be like an eight-episode yeah. spin-off. Well, the, the thing with Agent Carter is it was a great show, and it actually tied up where it where it needed to tie up yeah. if there wasn't a second. Yeah. Maybe they're going to do, maybe this is what they're going to do every year. They're going to say, hey, let's just one. do an eight-episode mm-hmm. Marvel something, you know? So uh, we we have uh, Tulip was cast. We had uh, uh, let's see, uh, Arseface, uh, Cassidy, was Cassidy. Cast? Yeah, everybody's pretty much been cast. So they're they're ready to move forward for uh, Preacher. So have faith. Oh no. Okay. I don't want it. Right. Someone's gonna let you down eventually. Yeah, they will. Uh, let's <laughs> I, see. I just know it's gonna be. It's it's gonna be this one. Some more uh, casting. Uh, Ryan Gosling. This is weird. The Gos? I, I saw this one. He's actually a huge fan of Disneyland. He's he's there all the time. Yeah. With uh, uh, Eva Mendes. Yeah, he's apparently a huge fan of Disneyland, and he found out that uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro is working on a haunted mansion movie. Mm-hmm. He he announced it like four yeah. years ago at Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, and now Ryan Gosling is like, let me help you. I I, we can get this thing going. <laughs> That's awesome. So Ryan Gosling in a Guillermo del Toro directed and written haunted mansion. Movie. He's gonna play. He's gonna play the Eddie Murphy character. <laughs> Apparently, del Toro knows the history of the ride yeah. and the story and the legend mm-hmm. of the, the of the story that takes place in the ride about the bride and all mm-hmm. of that. And he's got all of that shit. Yeah. And he's got like a house or, or a room in his house that's like dedicated to I, it. I so. have I have his book that he put out a year ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and there are photographs of. Let's just say uh, his house is amazing, and if I could spend ten minutes in there, I, I would die a happy man. But he has, run off into a closet and not come out. Well, <laughs> his closets are amazing. Every room, every room is themed after a different thing. So he got one of the original wax uh, wax sculptures of of uh, Boris Karloff in his Frankenstein makeup, and so he's like, "Well, I I need something more." So he gets the original makeup chair that his makeup was applied in, and he puts <laughs> the wax of Karloff in there, and he's, and then he turns around and goes, "I." Uh, I need to get a wax of the guy who did the makeup. <laughs> and so they find a whole bunch of photos of this very famous makeup, horror movie makeup guy from the 30s, and they cast a wax of him. So he's got in a corner of a room where he's got all of his universal monster memorabilia, Boris Karloff in his makeup chair being made up by the makeup artist. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so yeah, look for Ryan Gosling and that probably. The deals are being worked on right now. Uh, Harry Potter spinoff. This is the... So uh, excited about this. What is it? Beasts? What's the book called? Uh, I, I'm going to slaughter the name, but it's like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find That's Them. That's close enough. This, that book one time a kid was sitting there holding it and looking at me going, well, the, the day before she was like, did you know that like, uh, unicorns are real? I'm like, no, they're not. No, I've got a book. That says. That says that they're real. <laughs> that brings me this book. I'm like, just Harry, Harry Potter. Yeah. At the top. No. <laughs> no. Plus, this is a, it's a fun book, and it's a, it's a good story because it's not only, like, what, 70, 80 years before Harry Potter. It's not constrained to Hogwarts. It's yeah. it's the world of, mm. of wizardry, and it's Well, this it's is uh, David Yates is directing, and they're talking right now, too, and it looks like they're probably going... 
going to sign Eddie Redmayne to play oh, really? Scamander. Yeah. That's a fight. Well, he just won Best Actor, so that ain't going to be cheap. Won't be cheap. <laughs> probably why it's taken so long. <laughs> Keaton could do it for a little bit for bargains. So uh, that's that's who they want, though. Uh, let's see. We got more uh, Star Trek casting. Uh, let's see. They've cast... Uh, oh, you, you mentioned... Uh, you mentioned earlier the, uh, the 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 spy movie. Oh no! Wait, wait, hang on. I read this wrong. Oh, this is uh, this is bad news actually. <laughs> it says Star Trek up top, and that's what I thought we were talking about. No, it's a a Brent Spiner is is making his way back to Independence Day too. Yeah, I thought he died. That's what I thought too. <laughs> I guess he lives. He was he killed was by so an good. alien, right? He was amazing yeah. in that. Like. With the alien's hands, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, killed. Yeah, and that. Okay. that swel- killed the shit out of him. In that sweltering hot theater at Trolley Corners, so they didn't have working air conditioning, and we just he'll have a he'll have a mustache and a goatee. Like, no, that was my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Olivia Wilde is coming back for Tron Three. Of course Yay! she is. I think it's called Tron Three. Contractually obligated. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got. Uh, Ed Screen, who played Daro Naris on the third season. Oh, he's of, the guy uh, with the twin. He's the guy with the twin daggers that uh, uh, beds the Khaleesi. Game of Thrones. Yeah. He's going to be playing Ajax in the Deadpool movie. All right. Does anyone know who Ajax is? Yeah, Ajax. He's that guy who cleans sinks. He's no. Yes. He's, he's an. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was a Weapon X enforcer. Yeah. Well, I. You got some mentions of Weapon X in there. Uh, have you seen all the shots that? Reynolds is tweeting mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the picture of him sitting on the toilet mm-hmm. reading an issue of Deadpool. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's got he's got what's great is is his pants are down and he's wearing the costume. He's reading Daredevil and he's look or Deadpool and he's looking out. Sorry, I got Daredevil on the brain. His katanas are still strapped on his back. Of course, and they're just they're they're having fun right also, now. Also, the uh, the issue that he's reading is the one the current one where Deadpool dies. Ooh. Like for realsies this time. He's reading it on the super. So they said. Realsies <laughs> until Secret Wars. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, oh, this is this is finally sort of some casting news. This is the the type. Kevin, what's his name? Faye. Faye. Looks like beige. Ba- it's like know. beige, so it's probably Faye. Yeah. yeah. Cause he and he seems beige. Uh, <laughs> he's talking about who they want to cast as Spider Man. He doesn't name names. But here's what he said. We want to play with Spider-Man in the high school years because, frankly, there have been five Spider-Man films. And the amazing thing is there are so many things from the comics that haven't been done yet. Not just characters or villains or supporting characters, but sides to his character. The most obvious being the young-doesn't-quite-fit-in kid before his powers. So, origin story. Mm. Jeez. And then the fella that puts on the mask and swings around and fights bad guys and doesn't shut up. Some of my favorite Spider-Man arcs and Spider-Man stories are when he's in high school for a lot of it. We want to explore that. That also makes him very, very different from any other characters in the MCU, which is something else we wanted to explore, how unique he is and now put against all these other characters. In terms of age of an actor, we'll eventually cast, I don't know, in terms of age that we believe Peter Parker is, I'd say 15 to 16. Yeah. So you're going to get an origin story. Don't whine because I think we might need it for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If they want to portray Peter before he became, before he got the powers, you got to have the origin story. And if you want to spend some time with that... I trust Marvel to do that. Sure, or just I'm, or just throw him in already as Spider Man, and then do your movie where you introduce the the flashback. Whatever. Yeah, it, I'm just trying to think of like uh, act, you know, kid actors around 50, you know around that age range mm-hmm. that would be good. And the only one that fires up is the one who they just cast as um, 
Nightcrawler in uh, Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he's he's good. He was in Let Me In. Mm-hmm. He was in good. He was in uh, Ender's Game, I believe. Oh. He's good. But then I heard rumors. But these guys are a little bit too older. Like uh, Logan Lerman's good. He was in Fury, and I think he's about like maybe twenty, early twenties. Yeah, it, so. it sounds like that might be a rumor. Yeah. Then if if everything that Feige is saying, yeah, I, I just I don't know many. You know, but you know what? I mean, I get excited when they announce a nobody. You know, and you're like, okay, yeah, show yeah. me what you can do. My guess is is that we got somebody who we've not heard of yet. So yeah. Anything else before we wrap up? Uh, go ahead. If you're not, I, I already talked about it on the show, probably even this episode, but I'm going to reiterate it. Uh, issue number four of Darth Vader came out from Marvel. Holy crap. It is um, it is right now my favorite Star Wars anything ever of all really? time. Yeah. Wow. And it's 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 good. It's heartbreaking. Um, somehow they did it with Princess Leia comic too, where they do flashbacks or, or uh, a reference to the prequel trilogy where you go, oh, that's heartbreaking. And that's amazing. There's a scene in the Leia comic where she sees a stained glass of, of Amidala and she freaks out because she's not sure who that woman is but it strikes there there are things happening in the Vader comic that uh, make uh, the difference between episode 4 Vader and episode 5 Vader make a lot of sense ah, okay. so you see the badass in episode 5 and the kind of manic nut job in episode 4 and you kind of see how that all came about so it's it's really good stuff okay anything else yeah? <laughs> no I'm good I've got just a few movie reviews. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't see The Longest Ride because, well, I'd rather go see Ultron instead. Yeah. So I was I was okay with that. And it, basically, if you want to know anything about uh, Nicholas Sparks movies, here's here's some guesses of what's going to happen. All right. Two white people are going to kiss in the rain. Okay. Uh, you're going to have somebody die, most likely, of cancer. There's going to be a ghost. <laughs> and since this is a cowboy movie, I think that it's about a rodeo. I think that the bull's the ghost. The bull is the ghost. I think the bull is going to be the ghost. Ghost, ghost bull! <laughs> Make that movie, Hollywood. Exactly. Uh, the other movie that came out, uh, there's a couple smaller ones, but uh, Woman in Gold uh, is Ryan Reynolds and, uh, speaking of Deadpool, mm-hmm. uh, him and Harold, Helen Mirren, who I think is probably the sexiest woman, uh, the oldest sexiest woman I know still. <laughs> I think she's like 70-something. I still think she's hot. Right. But it's a true story about a, a, a Jewish uh, immigrant whose uh, her family's uh, artwork was stolen by the Nazis. And so it's the whole legal battle of, uh, in I believe in Austria is where they had it, mm-hmm. uh, that the painting ended up in the museum. And so they're like, this is our national treasure. Like, you can't have this back. She's like, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> you know? And so uh, it's about them going and, and trying to get that back. Uh, good performances from Helen Mirren, which is obviously the case as always because she's fantastic. And then... Um, How do you really feel? I love her. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds is good too. But, you know, it's, again, it's that, you know, it's, it's like a courtroom drama kind of thing. Uh, but, okay. But pretty decent. And there's another one that came out, but I can't find it So because it's a smaller one. But uh, There's a lot of smaller films open this it, week. Well, no one wanted to fuck with Furious 7. And can you blame them? No. Not, not when it hits $800 million in <laughs> in one week. So uh, Every single kid at the Sev, I swear to God, saw that movie. Really? Furious really? 7? Oh, yeah. They're all talking about it. It's cool. You know, they're not talking about Paul Blart 2? They're not? Some of them are, believe, sadly <laughs> enough. You know what's funny about that is that as of right now... Um, I, there's not a screen set for Paul Blart Mario <laughs> like nothing like sometimes we'll do as far as I know cause that's, that's because it's critic proof Jimmy you're right <laughs> so uh, if you do if you do get one you need to take my daughter who has become the world's greatest expert on Paul Blart Mall Cop no really <laughs> not because she likes it 
because she likes to make fun of it. She hates she's, it. Okay. She's actually rewritten entire scenes of Paul Blart. Wow. Um, there's, she's also a musical she's written called Scream at My Own Ass. Uh, that's, <laughs> what? I know. I, I don't get it, but it's hysterical. <laughs> Keeps her off the street. Uh, that kid is funny. I don't know how she got that way, but she's really funny. <laughs> Anything else? I think that's it for my that's end. That's good enough. All, All right. right. Well, we'll uh, leave you now. The studio hopefully will be built someday. Someday. <laughs> I, I think we'll be recording in it uh, in our next big recording. We're a podcast session. without a country. I'll say. Uh, but let's now take you back to part two of G.I. Joe Evangelist. Please to enjoy. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection for the month of March. Oh, they got a lot of stuff planned for you. Be sure to go in Saturday, March 28th for the March Madness Sale. 20% off all back issues and more. A lot of great deals going on for the March Madness sale. This month, they have a huge number of great books coming out. Uh, in the Marvel Star Wars line, Princess Leia finally gets her own miniseries. And also for Marvel, fan favorite and my personal favorite, making his triumphant return, Howard the Duck, in his own monthly title. Marvel is also releasing their brand new theme park ride tie-in. It's called Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Be sure to check that one out. For a blast from the past, there's comics coming for Gem and the Holograms and Miami Vice, oddly enough. <laughs> it's going to be a great month for comics. And of course, the beginning of the end of the Marvel Universe as you know it. What am I talking about? I think it would be best if you just went in and asked the helpful, informed folks at Dr. Volts about Secret Wars. Dr. Volts, the friendly comic book store in Salt Lake City. Open seven days a week, 2043 East, 3300 South. I'll see you next Wednesday. And if you're all about the digital, drvolts.com has your link to their Comixology store so you can give the doctor a little love. Dr. Volts. Hey, Geek Show, Lee here. I'd like to invite you to Frisch Compassion Eatery, my tasty little corner of Salt Lake City. At Frisch, we focus on plant-based cuisine, but that doesn't mean you're getting a sawdust platter with a side of dehydrated kale flakes for lunch. Our passion is full-flavored dishes like our signature Fancy Boy Wrap, eggless egg salad, and the all-new Full Whitaker Nachos. We have a lot of fantastic heart-healthy salads, soups, and entrees that will fill you up without emptying out your wallet. Also, check out our full-service vegan coffee bar and our pastry case full of incredible goodies from Cakewalk Vegan Bakery. And you never know, I just might have the latest scoop on your favorite geek stuff. That's Frisch Compassionate Eatery, 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201 in Salt Lake City. We're open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can also call ahead for takeout at 801-906-8277. Get all that info at frisheats.com. And thanks, Geek Show, for helping make Frisch such an awesome reality. <laughs> and we're back. I'm still here. Hope, hope you enjoyed uh, Broken News. <laughs> Wherever it was recorded and yeah. whoever was on it, I don't know. Hopefully it was coherent. <laughs> Uh, yes. This is like the first. I'm gonna say, right. this might be the first, <laughs> second show, third show. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Ed Bradley. <laughs> We're sitting in a goddamn <laughs> abandoned hotel. It's not abandoned. You guys act like I have a fucking studio in a meth house. No, it's not abandoned. We're here. I, you know. <laughs> the whole facility is, is uh, fucking occupied. <laughs> You assholes. I don't know. When I walked out into the parking lot, these, Shut four, up. these four guys were like, come over here. We need to see what a full set of teeth looks like. <laughs> Fuck off. I told you, Cam. I told you. He had all of them. Look. I'm proud of my studios. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Now, I'm going to come to your restaurant just talk about all the whores that are outside. No, they're across the street. They are, to be fair. I'll yeah. invite them over. Uh, I'm sure they've been over to ask if they can use the restroom See, to spit out. This tofu is great. This blowjob's even better. Yeah. Excuse me. I need to use your bathroom. i got to spit something out. <laughs> no, you're, it'd be... Hey, cool, man. I, have to, I, have to, I am so snorty. So I, 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 I have to spit. First off, first off, I need 10 to 100. And second, I need the place to spit. It's cool, man. It's cool, man. Can I, can I use your bathroom? I use your bathroom. No, um, there's a reason why there's a no public restroom sign on the door. One day, one of my yeah. employees was throwing out the trash can, and there were three condoms and a syringe in the trash. <laughs> oh! And like, yeah. Hey, that was a fun night for me, okay? And actually... <laughs> That's my favorite parable. I'm just, oh. glad, I'm just glad you found Axl That's Rose and you guys were able to reconnect. Uh, we had a good time. <laughs> Richard, Sweet child of mine. Richard Paul Evans tells the story of three, three condoms, condoms and a syringe. <laughs> a Christmas miracle that will change the way you see your life. Next on Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> Master Coming up Peter? on Storytellers. <laughs> On NPR. <laughs> <laughs> Three used condoms and a syringe is receiving rave reviews from the literary community. I said one critic, I couldn't believe Richard Grieco was still alive. <laughs> Richard... Richard Grieco's Gravitas in Three Syringes and a Condom, the sequel. It's his best it's role since Booker. <laughs> Tara Reed's butthole it's funny was you, sublime. It's funny you mentioned Richard Grieco because I was just talking with, the, I think from, I, I, I wanted to do this, not as much a prank, but like getting friends really shitty birthday presents. And I was, I was like, because you can find movie posters really cheap on eBay now. And I was Especially thinking about, Tara Reed movie posters. <laughs> And I'm thinking about. It, I go. Yeah, I think for my next friend's birthday, I'm just gonna give him the the movie poster to If Looks Could Kill. Right? Um, my, I thought about this for you. Mm. My friend uh, Troy Carsey for birthdays mm-hmm. and like Christmas, mm-hmm. he would just buy you the shittiest um, movie ever. You, mm-hmm. You'd get like. Um, Traveling pants, right? <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, right? Yeah. But he would just like. Was, he, it, was, he, it, was it gauging your response? No, as, no, was half no, of it? no. But he would tape the the uh, receipt to it and goes, "Yeah, I feel I figure this is better than a um, gift gift certificate, <laughs> right?" <laughs> like, well, you just go and exchange it. Cat and I, we always joke because you go into like a grocery store and you see like they have like, like this gift card little racks yeah. like that. I've always wanted to get people shitty card. Like there's the ones like to the bash shop. And I was like, get, but give them like fifty bucks to like the bash shop. You know, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Oklahoma Steaks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's my leave. The guy that the guy that owned the guy that owned the radio station I work for in Oregon. uh, Every Christmas he'd give out this this gift basket, right? Mm -hmm. And Rachel and I we we weren't vegan yet. We'd been vegetarian for almost a decade, right? So I'm actually a program director. I manage two of his five radio stations, and I'm an air personality, right? What did I get in my Christmas basket every year? Mm -hmm. A fifty dollar (laughs) ham. That's how much this guy cared about his fucking air staff. And then did you I, eat what, more of it? Like the fourth year, I was like, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't eat meat. What did you he's do like, with it? I'd you, give it to friends. You know, his answer said it's me. The, the boss's answer was, "You can give it to your kids." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boss's answer was, "That's a little ungrateful." Like, uh, really? Yeah. Thanks for offering the vegetarian fucking ham and then telling him he was ungrateful for That's not. That's what he it. said. Yeah. And of course, well, you know, you know, you know, radio. You know, yeah. he didn't pay for it. It was fucking it trade, was trade for advertising. Yeah. 
All right. I gotta Instead of, I'm sorry, and then that's ungrateful, at least the I'm sorry should lead. Yeah, I mean, at least, you know, why not? not, Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I didn't think about that. Here, let me have that ham gift shiver back. Here's some vegan bondage gear. Mm -hmm. I've got a shameful. It's got stars inserts. (laughs) I've got a shameful uh, confession. (sighs) What? I only eat cheese now. Only? That's it? That is made out of. Almonds. 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've been meaning to talk. Almond cheese. Almond cheese. There's still casein in that cheese. What's that? Casein's uh, milk protein. Oh, see. Well, that's fine. I will like. I'm not vegan. vegan. I know know you're not vegan, but my whole thing is with the with the nut cheeses. It's like for the companies that manufacture nut cheeses. Yeah. You're already doing 99% of the work towards a vegan cheese. Uh-huh. Why do you need the casein? I I just I only eat cheese that has ground up goose in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll tell you this. I made a grilled cheese sandwich mm-hmm. with Paul's uh, insane bread. That guy? Oh, Dave's Insanity bread? Yeah. What? <laughs> And, uh, oh, no, that's Dave's Insanity Salsa. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's Steve I bread. It's good. Avocado. It's Dave's Killer Bread. Dave's Killer Bread. Yeah. And it was like, it hurt my mouth. Mm-hmm. It was like eating honeycombs. Um, <laughs> like a cereal or real honeycomb? Actual honeycomb. It's actually I, stolen no, from the honeycomb no, hideout. <laughs> no. <laughs> the cereal and avocado. And I was like, it, Good, and I was just like, I, and I just sat there with imagine because I only eat vegan A's now. I eat, Lee, you're getting them. Well, and I'm trying I only to get him to upgrade to the grapeseed oil because it's better for his heart. Oh, and I only eat the almond cheese. And I just every time I'm making something, I was like, I know Lee and Rachel are so happy right now. <laughs> well, that's like the time I, I for a week I cooked nothing but vegan dishes for cat. From the and, from the Thug Kitchen uh, cookbook. No, I, I no, it's not where they were from. You just improvised. Yeah, yeah. Badass. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard to cook vegan. Rebel. Well, I, I, I'm you know I, I you still got to look. I just want to make sure I don't get her sick or anything. But uh, but I just like every time I posted a, a picture of what I was cooking, Rachel's like, I love you so much more now. I was like, well, just and I actually had to post it because I felt really bad. I was like, just so you know, yeah, I still eat meat. Like I'm not no, I'm not she, joining she I'm not joining just, your side. Yet. No, to be fair, my wife knows you pretty well, yeah. and she knows. That Jimmy Martin does not compromise. He is. And so, for Jimmy to actually make vegan meals for his wife is a pretty big gesture of love and respect yeah. for his wife. I, I, I snuck some lamb in there. No, you didn't. So when when Rachel says, <laughs> "Do you remember, like, oh my God, in- Jimmy, I'm so proud of you," it wasn't. It wasn't. No, I know. It wasn't out of like, "Oh my God, you're going vegan." It was. Jimmy, that yeah. was really cool of you to make vegan food for your wife <laughs> yeah. because I got the best. I tell her stories about what? San Diego. <laughs> where I tell her stories about San Diego. Where we're like, oh, I need to find some place to eat. And Jimmy's well, like, like, it was me. Alfalfa. Never know. It was me. Me and I was like, bud, I know this place up the street. I found it on Yelp. We can go get a fucking rad ass uh, salad. A salad. And, and Jimmy's like, fuck that. I want a beef smoothie. <laughs> Fuck you, assholes. I want a beefy. Beefy? <laughs> That's the best Jolly Rancher flavor there is. Yeah. Gary, do you have some content? Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom Hardy. Oh, he's, Dude. he's Mad Max. Whoa. Well, he's more than that. He's actually... 
I, I honestly believe I think he's one of the greatest actors working today. Oh, boy. Sorry, to sorry, sorry to get serious on you for a second, but I think I think he, he's like a fucking chameleon. Really? I do. I do you believe he's fantastic. Him from movie to movie. Watch really him, don't. watch him in Rise. Everybody can give him shit about his voice, but fuck off. I think he was good in it. That's not his fault. It's, it's no, post production. And then, uh, and then the drop he was really good in. Uh, and I'm, and I got a fucking rock hard boner for Fury Road. So I cannot wait to see this fucking movie. Like the more I see of it, that guy with the fucking um, skeleton mask. Yeah, and shit, yeah. Imper- just like, the Imperator. Yeah. Um, and mm. what's the kid's name? Uh, he was in Warm Bodies, but he's he's a guy in the trailer. He's like, what a lovely day. That's Nicholas. That's Nicholas Holt. He Nicholas played, Holt. He played the Beast, beast. in the X-Men. That's right. You yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I love films. No shit. Like, where I swear to God, every like frame you could pause it, and it's a fucking picture on your wall. Right. Well, and I did that with the last trailer. Yeah. Um, I, I've made like seven or eight wallpapers just going frame by frame by the trailer. And you were Here's, there when he said that the whole fucking movie's a chase. It's a chase scene. It's yeah. a two-hour chase scene. Uh, it, 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 George Miller... Um, trauma surgeon, by the way, if mm-hmm. you don't know this about George well, Miller, when he was filming the first Mad Max movie, he was a trauma surgeon. So when the people got run over by their own vehicles in the chase scenes, he was like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll patch you yeah, up. Shut up. Chondral <laughs> and fracture. Let's fix this. But Stop crying. He, he, I think this is honestly the movie George Miller has always wanted to make. I, I mean, honestly, besides I mean, babe, I'll, uh, no, I, <laughs> well, he only, I love that he did he only, that though. He only produced, <laughs> he only produced babe. He directed pig in the city. That's right. Oh, you're, you're right. Which you can tell in the end when, when farmer well, Hoggett's wife is on the harness flipping you know, around in the room. <laughs> where my, my, where my career is. Like I, I, I look down the road like, Oh my God, I would love that junket. I would love that. I would love to sit down with him. And, and I've said it before in the past, Hardy, People have asked me, like, do you get, like, you know, weird with other celebrities? I'm like, no. Who I get fucking weird with are directors. Because yeah. that's right. who I fucking admire. Oh, my God. Have George Miller make a superhero movie. Oh. He was oh he was, he was assigned to Justice oh, League. The Justice League. Like the, and the, mo, the mocap. Yeah. And movie. the thing with Justice League is they've, they've leaked pictures of the costumes that he had. That shit was dark. I mean, yeah. I'm not talking nipple rings on the bat suit, but uh, Miller, Miller, uh, it wasn't Miller. It was Tom Hardy said there's three more Mad Max movies lined up. Uh, if oh, that's if the story that this I one makes it, what you got? Miller's got the scripts already written. You guys, let's, let, let, let's let Carrie talk. Well, <clears throat> Tom Hardy has signed on for at least three more. Mad so Max four movies. total. Mm-hmm. Jesus. But it's only if this one does well. I'm slightly nervous. He says I've never been more excited or out of my comfort zone. I've yeah. se- he says he's seen the film. He says it's fucking unbelievable. He's attached to even further, but everything's based on figures. That's how things are perceived. Inevitability. It's a business. I, well, and that I'm movie, actually, I'm and that movie looks fucking nuts. Oh, it looks batshit and I fucking can't crazy. Wait to fucking see it. Yeah. Warner Brothers but, took some. I mean, yeah, they they were the distribution company behind the other movies, but they they're they behind some, this one too. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm saying they took some risks with this. Yeah, because Miller's been working on this movie. He had it with Fox in 2002. He started. He wrote this script in like 1999, flying over the ocean and going, "What if the ocean was gone? What if what if uh, things got so bad that this dried up?" Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to write this this chase story about basically Mad Max about four or five years after Thunderdome and it is going to be batshit crazy because this is a guy who never had the technology to do what he wants and to that's do that's what I would love to talk to him about just like yeah. you know like wh- what did you envision what well, did you have like 20 30 fucking years ago that you can't have you know, that you have now like now here's well, where it gets scary guys here's where it gets scary because he's talked about some of the challenges he's had when they first set up this movie in 2004 yeah. they were getting ready to film in Australia guess what happened in Australia mm. the shift in climate meant that the area of desert they were going to shoot in 
ended up being almost temporal. So they had flowers and forest growing out of the desert. <laughs> so they couldn't film it there. So they end up going to, to this area in Africa to film the movie. So let's let's look. They talk about, okay, first it's the oil wars, then it's the water wars. Have you guys seen what Lake Tahoe looks like right now? Mm-mm. You could walk almost yeah. 250 feet from the shore before you hit the lake. Yeah. Well, there, there is there is no snow cap. Was this drying up? Everything's mm-hmm. drying up. There's no there's no precipitation right now yeah. in the in the western part of the United States. Well, you guys, the water, the snowpack in California is non-existent. They're right. basically looking at worse drought than last year. Well, well, the governor, the governor of California just did a press conference a few weeks ago where he announced mandatory restrictions on right. water use. Well, they did that in Georgia years yeah. ago. Here's how bad it is in Salt Lake City. We don't even talk about it because our government in Salt Lake and Utah, we're very, oh no, there's none of this isn't happening. Are you talking about the Great Salt they, Lake? They found fucking Brigham Young's sail barge in the fall. This is a ship that's been missing <laughs> since the 1860s and they just found it because there's no fucking water. But, uh, like. when, but when, also, um, in uh, at the Great Salt Lake, salt storms. Like, what? Wind, like mm-hmm. the Great Salt Lake has receded so much yeah. that it's blowing salt into people's fucking faces. Wow. But back to California. <laughs> Governor Jerry Brown doing a press conference announcing this mandatory stuff. Yeah. Did it from a place where they rely on the snowpack for the water for most of California. Yep. He says, you know, look behind me. Ordinarily, there's seven feet of snow here. <laughs> Uh, and I'm, hey, here's here's the dirt. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we're we're kind of screwed, and this is why it has to happen. There is a yeah. river uh, that, river going into Klamath Lake uh, in the northern part of California. We should drive down uh, whenever we go down to Los Angeles from where we lived in Oregon, and it's this amazing bridge. It's this huge channel bridge that would go over this amazing dam, and you'd you'd just be over this huge wide expanse of river and lake. And now you look at it, and there's about 15 feet of water left mm-hmm. in this thing, and so. So when you look at a movie like this Mad Max movie, and George Miller is not an idiot. This is a, this is a PhD. We're not we're not dealing with a guy who's who's just a, a guy who likes to make exploding movies. We're dealing with a man who really understands social psychology, and this is what he thinks is going to happen. This isn't him just saying, "Here's a cool two hour chase movie." He's saying, "This is the future of humanity." I, I wanted to save future. your gasoline, yeah. folks. Well, it's, it's like this is my thesis. Yeah, I wanted to be the future to be Star Trek. Some said it was going to be Blade Runner. It's looking it's, more and more like Mad Max. But yeah. we can but change I, that. <laughs> we can. We just got to start now. We can't be like five years, ten years, fifteen years from now going. Whoa! Oh, I, I, I'd say according to, to well, was it Samuel Jackson's character in Kingsman? He's like, no, we're fucked. Well, yeah. sorry, and, and we got to we got to wipe out half the population. To bring it back to that, I was interviewing uh, some uh, directors up at Sundance two years ago, and they did a uh, documentary about climate change and all mm-hmm. this. And uh, there's we, always one. We were between breaks. Yeah, <laughs> count on it. we were between breaks. And, and we just finished the, uh, the that section of the interview with, uh, so there is hope then, isn't there? And he's like, yes, but we have to start now, just like right Lee said. Just like Lee said. Well, yeah. then, we went, then we went, let me finish. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then we went to break. And I looked at him and I said, really, there is hope? He goes, oh, no, we're oh, fucked. Oh, no, we're fucked. We're fucked. Yeah, we're we fucked. are, like, yeah. because uh, uh, it's all but, progressive. But if I say we're fucked, there's no reason to see the movie. Exactly. That's what he That's what, <laughs> guys, yeah, that's what, he, guys, that's exactly. what he said. It's about the profit. Where, where were we a week ago? We were, we were yeah. sitting, I mean, not in recording time, but in real world time. We were in Park City. And uh, I remember sitting uh, as we're walking towards Wasatch uh, Brewery and looking up on the hill. And the only snow in Park City in late March, mm-hmm. late yep. March, where we've usually got 15 to 25 feet of snow. We used was to have, the fake snow. We used to have great spring skiing. Yeah. The only snow on the hill was the artificial snow that was actually on the 
run. So everything will just melt off. And I'm wearing a t-shirt and shorts in Park right. City, Utah. I was naked. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Jimmy was naked. But here's the thing. Like, I was born in 1971. September 30th. The baby. September 30th of 1971. And the whole story was like, we barely made it to the hospital because it was so snowy. Yes. Right? And it never snows on my birthday now. Well, Mm -hmm. I remember when I first moved here, because I moved from Atlanta. Atlanta never gets snow. But when I moved here, I remember uh, feeling bad for the kids during Halloween because I was like, oh, shit. I wouldn't fucking trek around in oh. three feet of fucking snow. Halloween when I was a teenager, you had to wear a parka and over your you costume. Went, over your costume. Yeah. You yeah. unzip your parka yeah. and, and then, your costume And was. then it yeah. became, it wasn't Halloween anymore. And five, six years went down the road. And then it was Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason, there was like every time I could, I'd always go home. Right. And I come back and it was covered in a fucking white, white now snow. Now it's mid to late December. <laughs> if that yeah well no I, I know well, because I took my daughter for her last trick-or-treating she was like ah, I'm not gonna trick-or-treat anymore and she yeah. was you know 14 and it was 74 degrees on Halloween night yeah and I seriously all of my Halloweens as a kid in Salt Lake City were well if cold we're going, if as we're, shit if we're going the route of Mad Max I'm gonna hire Tina Turner to come hang out with me and just you know hang out we don't need another hero do you want Tina Turner or do you want the guy that played saxophone I just right? want Shannon behind me okay so we don't need another hero so, but the sad part is what I'm really looking forward to in Fury Road is there's a dump truck with a bunch of guys with giant kettle drums mm-hmm. that are playing it and there's a guy in the front of it who's suspended from a leather harness with a flamethrower electric guitar. <laughs> hey, I saw it. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite part. I saw that trailer. There's one fucking shot though. I love, I mean like, I mean, I'm not kidding. Every frame, I'm just like gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. But there's one shot where like this guy gets thrown off like to the, like, to the right. And there's nothing over there. Right. There's nothing that's gonna catch him. And they just cut away. And go. No, he's dead. <laughs> you could try to hide that surprise, but that guy's When's dead. When's that goddamn video game? That's what out. I was gonna bring up too. September. I was, I was thinking about it five minutes ago. Because we saw it. We saw it at E3. E3. What, like two years Warner, ago. It was Warner Brothers Games, and it's a fucking Mad Max game. Yeah. And it looks gorgeous. And it looked good. I was like, oh my god. I, I think probably, I might actually play this. Well, you say that. I was like, they're probably going to correlate it with the with the movie, but no, mm-hmm. the movie's in a month. No, the official. I haven't heard shit about that. It's game. September. The official release is this coming September. for the game. Over the game, yeah. The oh, game. Okay. yeah. And and they pushed it back over a year now, and the game's been yeah. done for over a year. It's that's, gorgeous. That's the still still shots from that, and this is canon. This is part of the Mad Max world. Mm-hmm. There's still shots of him driving his car across the desert, yeah. and there are oil tankers beached all over the desert. Which means he's driving around on the bottom of the ocean. Oh my god! <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Which gets back to California. Yes. The Israelis developed decades ago a desalination program. They have the technology to actually take the salt out of seawater. And why aren't we using this in California when we've got the majority of our produce? And I, I heard someone explain that, and it's because it's just too expensive. Uh, too expensive versus not having it at and all. Then, and, okay. then, and then they don't know what to do with the salt after See, it's removed. Uh, sell Wait. it to Morton's. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I'll say for that process, though. Put like, it in the fucking lean cuisines. They, they, it does the sound salt like, in the fucking lean cuisines. It does sound like shitty it, it excuses. Gets, but, it gets back to yeah. so we live in a city where uh, our legislature, we've got just, just uh, 11 blocks down the street here on State Street in Salt Lake City, we've got a Tesla motor car showroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks which great, was shut it? down <laughs> by our state legislators because they're like, oh, we don't understand the the sales model and it's amazing because elon musk 
this guy's got more money than sense, and he's probably just going to sue the shit out of him and make it happen anyway. I hope. But when you yeah, walk, right? you drive by, you walk by the Tesla showroom, there are Tesla cars parked out in front of it charging. Yeah. And we're like, okay, that's how we fix this shit right here. Mm-hmm. But no, we don't want to do that. We want to stay away. They shut I it am, down? But wait. Yeah, they won't let it open. They won't let it open. It's the whole bullshit, like, uh, you can't sell cars on Sunday thing. and Yeah, the, the legislature is so controlled by the car industry, the car salesman here yeah. in, in town. Oh, or, and Tesoro. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's, it's it, crazy. It's like, it's like you're saying, basically, Tesoro Chevron showed mm-hmm. up and said, you know what? We really don't understand this whole Tesla motor cars oh, thing. fuck you. Elon Musk is, ba- you know, the first Tesla car is like $140,000. People were saying, eh, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Now they've got them down to almost forty grand. They, they for do, an but, entry-level Tesla. But I have to say, I, it makes me mad because that $140,000 car looks fucking awesome. You know what? The, 30, the one that goes like, fast? Oh, no, it's not that it goes fast. It's just, it's just a, it's a good-looking car. If you drive past it, right, like when we're done, yeah. let's drive past it because I guarantee you, there's two or three of them so hooked up to the charging station. They look sweet. Uh, which ones? And I, the, the Tesla S, the $40,000 yeah, the, the $40,000 one looks like a piece of shit to me. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like, I, you're why'd you have to make it look like a shitty sedan? I noticed it the other day. I was driving. I was like, the fuck? Yeah. There's a Tesla dealership? So that's the future, folks. That's how we avoid the Mad Max world. But let's legislatively cock block it because we're afraid <laughs> of divesting away from oil. No, it's not afraid of it. It's them going, but I didn't invest in that. Yeah. That's not that's not what I put my of money these, into. All these no, fucking, he's, he's not, they're not being paid by the right people. Yeah. yeah. That's if what it boils down to. all these coal and oil fucking millionaires decided to divest in this shit, we could move away from if, the scary desert version if, of the future. If Elon Musk would only contribute to a few re-election campaigns. <laughs> exactly. It would right? be very easy. No, but this is the guy who's setting up yeah. mining operations in the fucking asteroid belts. He doesn't yeah. give a shit about your re-election. Election campaign. Exactly. <laughs> but but Mr. Musk, if you want your store to open in Salt Lake City, just donate to a few election campaigns. Garen fucking to you, it'll yeah. open in no like, fucking time. If there take, was one take guy, that orange zombie fucking uh John orange hatch no, orange to hatch. fucking lunch. Yeah. <laughs> if there if there was one dude that I could you know, because I don't I don't know my biological father, if there was one guy that mm-hmm. they said, Oh hey, we found your real dad, it's Elon Musk, I'd be like, Thank <laughs> you, Space Jesus. Can I have this one? Uh, <laughs> review some movies, uh, Jimmy. Oh, uh, Is there anything opening this weekend? Uh, well, I haven't. Well, uh, well I've seen Ultron, but I can't. <laughs> you talk can't ab- talk about it. I can't it. talk about it. No, I felt like a douche saying that, so I can't talk about it. <laughs> uh, you hang jerk. on, let me pull it up. Uh, well, well, there's DVDs and Blu-rays we can talk about. Yes. Uh, I think this movie got overblown for me because apparently everybody in the goddamn world loves the Babadook. I, I loved it. I didn't like it. Mm. And I think it's because everybody's like, it's the scariest thing you've ever Ooh. seen. You don't like things that other people like. Yeah, I hate popular That's things. That's true. Right? <laughs> that's, that's what somebody told me. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Somebody told me that and I almost punched him in the face once. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, so I haven't seen it. Uh, people like it. That's fine. You know, I don't think it's like, uh, I will say this though, that ki- the kid actor's good. Yeah. A kid actor can ruin a film, but mm-hmm. I just, I, uh, I will say that that kid actor also made me, it was like, you know, question if I wanted to have kids or not. So, so, so you're saying the Babadook is opening. It's it's coming out <laughs> or out on DVD. Out on DVD. Buy it. Uh, buy I'll, it. I'll buy it. I like. I it. just got this in the mail. Well, I've recorded, but you know, I've recorded today, so I haven't had a chance to watch it. But Batman versus Robin. Oh, the uh, animated, the animated thing. DC. Oh. By the way, and I love DC animation. Yeah, they kill it. Yeah, we should watch it tonight. Well, you know, are uh, we going to watch it tonight? Yeah, we'll watch it tonight. Yeah, like yeah, a date night. Sleepover. Pantless. <laughs> I'm totally um, having sleepover. I will say that the the Robin. 
uh, in, on at least on the cover, mm-hmm. looks like he's fucking twelve. So I don't know about Batman versus Robin. It where, may be a different Robin. I think it's yeah. Damien. That's yeah. what that's what Egg said. Yeah, he thinks it's Damien. But I just I was like, what, oh what? my god, let's watch it. Uh, <laughs> Tim Burton directed Big Eyes, which I liked a lot. I haven't seen it. Really good you know, about uh, Chris, Christoph Waltz and Amy Adams. Right. Basically, a true story. This guy was like, you know, you make the paintings, and I'll say I did it. And watching it with my wife, who's an artist, I was mm-hmm. like, I couldn't fucking do this to you. Like, what is this fucking crazy? She goes, Well. I wouldn't let you do it to me. Right. I would fucking kill it's you. The <laughs> least Tim Burton Tim Burton movie ever. It's made. really good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's great. Like even over Big Fish. Uh, yeah, because Big Fish has the fantasy elements. Yeah, that it's really are maybe it's, a third of the movie. It's, it's kind of Burtony. But yeah. what's, but what's great about Big Eyes though is that you say the fantasy element. I mean, there's shit here. You're like this could there. fucking happen. And you're it's like, there. No, it's, it's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> it's a true story. No, there's parts where it's very obviously Tim Burton. Oh but, yeah. But as opposed, I just watched Big Fish last week and probably. A third of that movie when they're doing the the storytelling that you know the tall tales, um, it's very Tim Burtony. But this movie, it's a period piece in the sixties. Yeah. Big Fish is my favorite Burton movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think what would be my favorite Burton movie. I I uh, have an affinity towards Big, big uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Ed, Ed Wood. Ed Wood. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Ed, Ed Wood. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, Ed Wood. Ed Wood's fantastic. It's probably Johnny Depp's best performance. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I yeah, like to probably. wear women's clothes. Yeah, <laughs> I also like to. Well, what about Fear and Loathing though? He's that's great. Not, in that. uh, it's not, uh, not Tim Burton. I'm just saying. You said Johnny Depp's oh, best well, performance. Oh well, if you're making me pick, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think Fear and Loathing? Only because he he out of all the people on the planet can nail Hunter Thompson's behaviors. True. You know because they were inseparable. Well, for, they lived together forever, <laughs> for a number of years. <laughs> you know what would have happened to you, Carrie, knowing you and Hunter S. Thompson as much as you love Hunter my S. love. If Hunter had, it called you up on the phone and said, Carrie, Carrie, come over. Carrie, I need you to come to Colorado and um, you're going to play me in a movie. Dude, I'd be there. <laughs> I, and I hate we're gonna, acting. What, we're going to smoke hashish uh, starting at noon every day. We're going to smoke hashish until four. And then we're going to shoot <laughs> shit until six. And then we're going to drink whiskey until nine. Well, you know, like the only book I've read more than once is Fear and Loathing. Mm-hmm. I didn't read it. And you gave me the book. Yeah. You gave me your tattered copy. Oh, the paperback? Yeah. Oh, and I, I read what it. And that. I was like, <laughs> so good. I, I don't know where it is now. I think I gave it to some. I, I think I, I, gave, I hope you passed it along. I, I, think, you, I, I did. I think I think yeah. I gave it to some other fucker. Well, up. Hunter, it's it's a little known <laughs> fact, but Hunter S. Thompson books and William S. Burroughs books both do the same thing. If they're left unsupervised, <laughs> they actually sprout legs and wander <laughs> off into the desert to smoke peyote. Kids, <laughs> in, kids, investigate Hunter S. Thompson if you would take a look. My favorite Hunter S. Thompson meme was at the time of the Charlie Sheen thing that was going on. Right. It was a picture of Charlie Sheen with messed up hair, and the words said, "I've done every drug known to man." And I'm still living. And then there's a picture of Hunter Thompson with him saying, you're adorable. You're adorable. <laughs> Monkey adrenal gland. What was, the, what was the Belushi movie with that was based off Thompson? Uh, Where the Buffalo Roam? Oh, you Rome. mean Murray. That was Murray. Murray. It was Murray. Sorry, Bill Murray. Uh, great, great movie. Yeah. I don't think he did Thompson as well as, say, Johnny Depp did, but still. He was still good. Well, Depp went full Thompson. And he's done, and he's done Thompson yeah. twice, right? Because he did the Rum Diaries. Well, I, I don't. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know Bill Murray's relationship. I mean, but. I mean, they hung a, out. They hung out. But or Depp? Uh, no, uh, Murray and Thompson. Oh, they did? Okay. Depp and Thompson. What's yeah. the. Um, you and I talked about just the other day, the, the, the documentary about Hunter S. Thompson that was at Sundance. There's a lot uh, of them. Like, um, but what's the. Gonzo. 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 Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, and, and, and Depp narrated the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> they were like fucking family, no, they, you know. He called him Colonel Depp. That was, you know, they, they had pet names for each other. Right. And, uh, and, uh, 
high fidelity actor uh, John Cusack. Cusack. They all hung out together. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there's, mm. well, there's a picture of them all in a Famous car. picture of the three of them in a car with a, with a blow-up doll. <laughs> right. On, on Hollywood Boulevard that somebody and caught. I will tell you this, like, that guy was an amazing human being. Oh, yeah. Right? Not a oh, good human being, I, yeah, no, he's but kind an of amazing human shit, being. But, but like... He really fitted on this podcast. <laughs> well, I, I think about what the what an influence he had on Johnny Depp too. I mean, you look at the what was the cartoon lizard movie he did? Uh, Rango. 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 Yeah, he actually fit a scene. I was from, at Geico when he fit a scene from Fear and Loathing into a kids' cartoon. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that that movie's fantastic. I love. Rango. I love Rango. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, enough, enough about my favorite author. <laughs> no, we can do a whole show on. Hunter I'd love to. I would Let's fucking love to. I still have not seen the first one of this. I know you liked it. I believe. I didn't know there was even a sequel. Uh, the Man with the Iron Fist Two. Man with what? Iron Fist One was the RZA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he wrote and directed it, and I would say it's a hit in this. I give him give him serious props. We got for our Drax. Yeah, because that was the first time I saw Dave Bautista and said, this guy is actually yeah. kind of a badass. Yeah. Uh, the movie's not so great, yeah. but I still love it. Yeah. It's it's like, it's a hip-hop kung fu movie, which... Awesome. Well, when you got really the RZA directing, yeah, yeah. that's what you and, get. And so parts of it are really good. I think the problem is, is the RZA cast himself in it. I just didn't even know there was a sequel. I did not either. Well, well there you go. Apparently there is. It's on DVD. Uh, there's a movie called Echoes. Uh, the first film that I had to review uh, theatrically in 2015 was The Woman in Black 2, Angel of Death. Mm, sorry. Move along. Because uh, <laughs> when movies when mo- movies release in January, they're usually shit. Right. So that's how it works. It's got nobody from the original movie in it. No. No, and there's not really a woman in black either so it's kind of weird uh, show up for her own sequel uh, I guess there's a WWE which I always say hating because I'm sorry because it's still it's WWF. WWF I don't fuck off fuck I don't still give a real shit. to me. I, I'm uh, sorry, guys. I think the pandas would disagree with you. Fuck yeah. the pandas. Uh, <laughs> there's like a documentary to. called uh, Ultimate Warrior Always Believe. Oh, my God. You guys. <laughs> Wait, I wrote it down. You fucking guys. If you watch one documentary in your life, it needs to be this fucking Ultimate Warrior fucking thing. Have that you seen did, this? Oh, my God. No, I, Jeffy, just, I disagree Jeffy, with you. No, 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 no. No. Now, fuck no, you. Shut no, up. No, shut no, up. No. Shut up. Shut up. That's why I wrote it. Uh, Jeffy and I. I sat and watched this documentary and we just fucking laughed and cried because the ultimate warrior is nuts. James Hellowig is nuts. Is a fucking nut. He's a right wing nut job. Right, oh, but the whole like yeah. he died last year, right? Uh recently, yeah. yeah. No, he got inducted into the WWE. Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. No Hall of F. Fame. Say F. And then had a heart attack the next day. But we watched this thing and it's like, is this this whole documentary of just watching his insane, like, oh God, I'm going to walk across the black diamonds and stomp upon your eyes. Right? And then it's just like Bobby the Brain Heenan and like everybody in the, like, that ever worked with us is like, oh yeah. That dude was fucking nuts. No, and he, it's like, he, like we didn't have a script, right? It's like <laughs> we are afraid to get in the fucking ring with him because he hurts us, right? So, so I want to know. He thinks it's real. I want to know what's a better documentary, that one or Superstar: The Ron Jeremy Story? Oh, oh. no, no! I tell you, this <laughs> Ultimate Warrior uh, shit is off the hook. Uh, he's a right wing nutshell. Well, check that one out. Uh, Crit- but not anymore. He's dead. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a six feet under. Criterion's going to release uh, Sancho the Bailiff. 
old oh. old Asian film. Mm. You, I I knew Lee, you'd know it. Lee knows this. I, I I like my old Asian films. There you go. Uh, let's see. There's Vengeance of the Assassins coming out. I'm excited because uh, Troma's going to start putting out some Blu-rays. Okay. <laughs> like they why? Need. I don't know. In high so res, you can see like you want to see you want to so, see the quality. Just, yeah. You know. So you can like really see how shitty this movie. You yeah. can really see the zipper up the back and of I the love costume. That yeah. really means when Tromeo and Juliet comes out, you can see how far James Gunn has come. Ah. Yes. <laughs> he didn't direct it though. Most people think he did. I thought he directed. No, no, he, he wrote, wrote it. it. He wrote, he wrote it. it. All right. Uh, but you're gonna get the Toxic Avenger Part Two. Can I say? I will say. Uh, one of the most awkward times I've ever had because uh, Troma Dance used to be up in Park City yeah. while Sundance was going on. I saw a documentary in uh, Sundance. It's, it's going to get real for a second, but just about how kind of fucked up Troma movies are. I saw a, a documentary at Sundance about the guy. I think it was in Mississippi or Alabama, whatever the fucking racist state was. That the the black guy that got drugged by the truck, right? Yeah. So that was a whole fucking thing. Yeah. Then I go to Troma Dance and I watch Citizen Toxie, which is part four, and they do a fucking riff on that fucking joke. And I'm sitting there going, I just watched a documentary about the, the real guy that, that, that happened to him. This is fucking awkward and not right at all. <laughs> so that's your trauma for you. Um, so, so you got Troma uh, Talks Adventure Part 2. You've also got uh, Class of Nukem High Part 2. Yes, yes, yes. Super Humanoid Meltdown. <laughs> Now, the next one I wrote down, because I knew Shannon would probably lose his shit, too, is a Blu-ray. It's a double feature. It's Eddie and the Cruisers and Eddie and the Cruisers 2, Eddie Lives. There's only one Eddie and the Cruisers. On the dark side. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) The Beaver Brown Band did all those songs. John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Shannon, I have to to confess something to you. Uh, The class of Newcomb High is, to me, what D&D is to you. For similar reasons. You got a blowjob after it? Ooh. <laughs> I'd say during. Oh, wow. Oh. That's good. It was that bad. This movie's so bad. good. Oh, <laughs> she was bored to the point of fellatio. I hate this movie. I thought <laughs> I heard Journey come on that radio. Okay, well, we can talk about that if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> and then real fast, Stars, The Missing is a uh, TV show. And then if you want your complete series, Jag. Jag! <laughs> See, I knew this might get embarrassing because uh, I'm unable to get to the internet here. And yeah, sorry, so, we don't have Wi-Fi in my meth lab, apparently. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I was unable to get to the channel that I use when we record Geek Show, which is a uh, channel... Uh, designed by me that brings up uh, rap and uh, punk and uh, and some alternative and some ska. This is the station that um, plays in, in Finn's arcade. But so uh, but this uh, huh. this is uh, this is just unfortunately my uh, music player on huh. shuffle. Uh, <laughs> this song brings me really so good memories. Though. So it's embarrassing. When uh, uh, one year before you guys came down to San Diego, actually, well, you, you came before. Uh-huh. I went to the Tron Legacy party. And they had Flynn's Arcade set up. Yeah. And, you know, you could play games, play Centipede, play fucking Asteroids and all that shit. And no, all that was a year. No, you guys weren't there. Trust me, you weren't there. Oh, jerk. <laughs> and the song is to Jimmy what D&D is to Shannon. It is true. <laughs> and so, so all of a sudden, that song starts playing, just yeah. like in the movie. Mm-hmm. And all the lights start flickering and shit. And there's a fucking Tron game in the back of the room. And all of a sudden, the fucking thing just opens up like a portal. And you walk down these stairs. And all of a sudden, you're in a fucking room... Like a like a futuristic party, and then uh and uh, Bruce Boxleitner was there, and I just got shit faced with him and just laughed my and I took a picture and because me and my brother we've always had Tron as our go to movie that we just love together. I sent a picture and I said getting shit faced with Tron, and my brother just immediately goes fuck you I hate you.
you. <laughs> oh, the, the the response that we all gave when we heard about the Avengers junket. Yeah, okay. that sounds about right. Sounds about uh, my life. I don't care. I'll see it. Yeah. Uh, I believe my response I, was, I'm in the produce aisle. I'll get back to you. Here's the, here's the thing, though. No shit. I'm not kidding. Uh, someone asked me, they're like, well, you know, you're going on the junket. Are you going to go see it when it's in Salt Lake? And I go, oh, oh there's no way I'm not well, missing. fuck yeah. I, I, one of my, I'm not kidding. My treasured memories is watching Marvel films with you guys. Well, and like, because we slap each other and shit. We're we so fucking good. Laugh, like, like watching Guardians with you guys Listen. and watching Avengers. Like we laughed like fucking school. Remember, girls. I cried in Guardians. We're uh, we're all seeing it on the 27th. Yep. So, uh, uh, and maybe you'll be joining us, and I'm talking to you in your cubicle. Yay! Eat some breakfast. My, my daughter's favorite Marvel movie experience for all of us is Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> because Shannon kept leaning over to her and saying, "This movie sucks." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your kids love to hate me. Oh, they just love you. Okay, Mr. B, if you would. You guys, eat more ham. But let's make sure it's sustainable. we got to make sure the ham is still here in 2020. Five years. Jesus. <laughs> Only five years of ham. No, we're four years away from that. <laughs>